Cool. Filmmaker Ben Webb on. I know, cool, yeah, right? Yeah. Did you, you listen to that one? Oh yeah, the whole thing. Did you hear me cut some stuff out of that? No. I was like, we're experiencing technical difficulties. And then we're back, that part where I said like... Well, no, I saw the... the I wanted to ask you about that during the show. What happened when the, the phone goes silent? Well, I just turned it... Just because I had a different... I had a gimbal, and then it would just glitch out. Oh, I see, okay. Because I didn't have this. I was learn, I was just getting equipment as I got along. So my gimbal was just for filming like... So uh, this is the best setup, is an iPhone? Not the best, but it films and shoots in 4K. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I put it in 720, or I put it in 1080p because YouTube only goes that high. Yeah. And I put it 30 frames a second. Um, I could get a better camera, but I've asked around and my phone friends are like, just use that. If you don't, if it's not primarily video. Yeah. On YouTube, so everything that you've seen on YouTube is just my phone. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's okay. So. Um, it's good enough. I mean, you when you're, when you're having a conversation, you don't need like to see how great the yeah, sheet is. Exactly. Yeah. But I mean, if I had a better camera and the and the money, I would I'd probably get two cameras and do. It's too much work. Yeah. So, it is too much work. Um, okay. Because then you don't do as many podcasts. It takes you longer. Time, yeah. All the time. I saw an interview between uh, podcast Joe Rogan and, and Sam Harris. And Sam yeah. Harris was talking about how I spent all my time editing and all you do is just show up, have a conversation, yeah. and throw it on the internet. Well, Joe uses this thing called the TriCaster. So he can do it live and it records everything as he does it. So as his producer in the background, like changing the screens and changing all the video and stuff back and forth. Yeah. When he goes live, it's recorded and done. Um, they can go back and edit for sure. Yeah. They need to, but from what I understand, it's like it was recorded and done because the TriCaster will push it live and they can edit, do all the editing within the, within the system. It's an application that has the in front of it, the TriCaster. Well, I think it's just, a, I think it's a tri, like it's TriCaster, oh, I see, okay. but it's a machine. It's like, I don't know. I think it's, I've been trying to, they're like 15 grand. Okay. So I'm not there yet. Yeah. You're not Joe Rogan yet. No, okay. I don't know. I, I, Soon. I, I, get, I get more tattoos, go to the gym more, and then... I get a haircut. I, I, do you see his first stuff where he's got his like quaff do? Yeah. See, so you start with hair. By, by the time you're all-star, you're going to Stressed have that. out, famous, yeah, yeah, yeah right. Just buzz like me. Yeah, and he yeah. had like he had a history of like... His, com- his comedic history is pretty deep. He's done some things where he called out some comedians for like stealing material stuff. He kind of got shunned from comedy yeah, for yeah. a while. And, um, but he's one of the reasons why I do a podcast. I love what he does. I'm not, I'm not a big fan of his comedy. I've never really seen his comedy, but I love his podcast. Yeah, it's great. He's really he's really interesting. He's a smart guy, and uh, and he asks terrific questions. Dude, I know, right? Like the best. Yeah, I'm not there yet, but um, yeah, you're getting there. I also watch a lot of a lot of other comedians. So Theo Vaughn gives a podcast. I'll bring, I'll make if you want to watch some funny stuff. I'll make some notes yeah. after. Um, Theo Vaughn's funny. Andrew Santino is pretty good. There's one called The Fighter and the Kid, um, and. Yeah, Joe Rogan. It's kind of the, the oh, and Tiger Belly. What's the guy who retired from comedy and started to do a show in his garage? Mark. Mark Moran. Mark Moran. Mark Maron. Yeah, is that? I think Mark Maron. He did one. I think he's back into stand-up now because okay. I see him on. I follow the comedy store okay. in uh, in L.A. And actually, somebody who does a live show from there started following me two days ago. They Hello. Yeah. Welcome. Thanks right. for tuning in. Yeah. So we've been we've been live the whole time. <laughs> Good. Uh, so. Uh, thanks for coming to the show, Jack. Um, I'm looking at the camera here. This is Jack Crompton. This is the mayor of Whistler. Um, and somebody I've known for like casually for mm-hmm. eight years, probably 10 years since yeah. I've, since I, since I worked at Whistler Blackham in PR, um, followed him on Twitter and fo- I haven't, you haven't posted on Twitter in a while. I'm getting back to it. I, okay. The, the whole, um, be, 
becoming elected mayor has kind of got me. Okay, so all right, here we go. Yeah, so I'm, now now yeah. I'm in the here right. we go. Cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this is the mayor of Whistler, uh, and it's Jack. And uh, man, I'm happy you're here. It's awesome. I'm super stoked. And me too. Um, I'm glad I, I you were on my list in the back of my head to get on here, but I thought I needed to get more like clout. No, you heard of that. But I saw you in the parking lot yesterday. Or yesterday? Yeah. Um, you're coming down from skiing. Yeah. And when you said you were a fan, you like listen. I was like, wow. I was walked away. I was like, my brother was with me. I was like, wow, that's surprising. I was like, really, cool. I was stoked. So, thanks, man. It's cool. Well, I love, I love podcasting, and I cool. love that you're doing it here, and I love that I know somebody. Yeah, that's, cool. That's, uh, you know. There's a few of them in town. I didn't know this, but uh, so Andrea Hellman does one. It's called Lawless. I think she just started it. Hmm. Uh, there's the there's the Low Pressure Podcast, which is Mark uh, Mark Warner. He's all about yeah. skiing. Yeah. Uh, I think the Man Boys do one. I think it's just them screwing around in the off season. Uh, and then there's. Um, I don't know. Probably other ones. I've heard of other ones. I don't know the names. Oh, and there's one that's Whistler Ski Bum. Um, yeah. So um, I have too many. Pod- that my problem now is too many podcasts. You only need a couple to. or a few. And uh, you have to be selective. Right. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. So. For sure. Because they're long and it takes a lot of your time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway. Well, thanks for coming. It's awesome. It's I'm pleasure. stoked. I'm um, happy to be here. Yeah. Cool. Um, when you crack that, we'll cheers. But I'm not going to rush you into it. Into no. A no. Shit. It's it's good. Although I did again want to note that Miller High Life champagne of beers on. Is the conflict with the name of the uh, podcast? Yeah, it's not that casual. It's yeah. a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, anyway, cheers, cheers buddy. Thank yeah, you for coming. Good to be here. Okay, um, everybody can hear you drinking and swallowing, so whatever. Yeah, I'll leave it. It's yep. cool. Oh. Um, if you want some chocolate, there's some there. You're welcome to have some. Uh, anyway, so we'll get into it. I guess we'll ask some questions. Uh, what I but first question I have, uh, like I said, I know you, but I don't know you that well. Mm-hmm. So, um, in five minutes or less. What's how what did you if you knew Worcester for a long time? What's your like what's the Coles notes of your Worcester um, background? My grandfather built here in the sixties, grandfather and grandmother in the sixties. Oh shit. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Well but there I you have it, folks. Uh yeah, we're done here. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. No. And so I was a weekender until I was twenty. Okay, cool. And then I moved up here. Um no, uh maybe twenty two after oh. uh school's done and stuff. And cool. then um so yeah, it's always kind of been magic Around. land, and right. and for me, it, I grew up in Kelowna, so some of those trips, you know, we'd leave at like noon on a Friday, oh, and there yeah. was no r- the road the coke wasn't in at that point. Right. It was just it was a mission to get here, but it was always sort of uh, the in the winter the the um, snowbanks were high. I remember a little yeah. six year old kid kind of coming in town. It was like it was where family was, and it's where all the magic happened is right. where I learned to ski. It's where I swim in the lake. You yeah, know, it's cool. And it's always kind of been where I've imagined I'd kind of grow old. And so I've been here for the now last grown old 20 here. years. Yeah, cool. It's good. Sweet. I love it. That's good. Did you, um, I guess you never thought you'd be the Maritown. I, did you I, have any right? Th- no, no, no. Oh, yeah. I, 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 I <laughs> kind of figured I, uh, that one day I'd like to be mayor maybe five years ago. Okay, cool. And I wanted to work hard to be kind of ready when the Correct. opportunity presented itself. So I've been, been um, I, I think, you know, you've you, kind of been a man about towns as I've known you. Yeah, that's, but yeah. the, the, the getting ready part of it is very much, you know, if you're going to be a, a, a plumber, you got to learn how to, how to do the work. Right. I'm and I've, and I, uh, there we go. Speaking to the mic. I was <laughs> yeah, that's way better. Mic. Okay. Yeah, All that's right, cool. good. <laughs> um, so I, I, I've, I've spent the last, four years really trying to understand how local government works and how right. communities can be better and how right. we can promote the, um, the, you know, the, the good in, in, right. a, in a town. And so that's a big deal for me. 
Well, it's cool because knowing where you've, you've been coming here since you were a kid, like it definitely sh- definitely is a good thing to think you have this heart, this town in your heart. Mm-hmm. It's cool to know that. I don't know about any other mayors. I, I think I've, I've met uh, Ken once. I don't really know him, but I feel like they probably have a long history here too, but uh, so I just feel I have a better connection with you, but I feel like it's good to know that the mayor of our town has a like has been here coming here and knows what it's like to... Yeah, I love. I think that's what's that knits us all together in this town. Everybody loves yeah. this place, and everybody loves these people. Like, I yeah. feel like we we found home, we found the people we like, and then we gave up on the rest of the world, and and we've done whatever it takes to be able to stay. Yeah, and uh, and and that's hard work, but it's so worth it. Totally, man. I yeah. feel like I feel like this town is kind of like um, it's a collaboration or a collection of sometimes outcasts. Uh huh. So like for me, I left my town because I didn't I didn't really fit in where I was anywhere I wanted to leave, and I had good friends there, but I came here and I found like. Other weirdos I could hang out with. We all do good things, and uh-huh. it became like a good town of people. Yeah, so. and you're willing to give up being able to live near like a Costco and sure. and yeah. a hockey rink. Yeah, or I guess we have one hockey rink. We had a bunch of hockey rinks, man. They're one it freezes. It's true. In this winter, this winter, Alta Lake, baby. It's been so cold the last like what month. I'm playing hockey a few times on the on the, on the lakes. Now you got me all self conscious about people hearing me drinking in the mic. <laughs> Whatever, man. It's casual. Okay. It doesn't matter, man. I was eating I was eating gummies one time with my last podcast. I don't know if you heard that one, but it's just loud. It's, it's really yeah, loud. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, be careful. Uh, yeah, it's cool. It when did matter. you come here? Oh, yeah. I moved here when I was uh, 24. So uh, 2003, I moved here. Yeah. Um, I was living in Ontario. I finished college. And I had my own business for a couple of years. And I sold it. I was like, what am I going to do? And then uh, I just kind of left town. I had a house and I gave my house to my brother. The half We lived in the same house together. What did the business do? Uh, we used to detail cars. So when I graduated college, I had to do a co-op or I wouldn't graduate. So a friend of mine was like, what are we going to do? We're like, fucking, we're not going to graduate here. Mm-hmm. We're just kind of like bumming around. So a friend of my family's was opening up this business, but he didn't want to run it. So he gave us half the business to run it and he just kind of funded it. And then there was this breakup uh, this, in Ontario, or maybe it was Canada-wide, this thing called King Pharmaceuticals. And the guy who, that, who owned the business I worked for, he was heavily invested in it. And the husband and wife embezzled like $50 million <laughs> in this company and left him flat broke and a bunch of people flat broke. Wow. So he went from like Jaguar, huge house, Jaguar, whatever, Jaguar, Jaguar and, and, a, and a fat car. house, yeah, to like a, uh, a townhome and a Saturn. And that business had to make him money. But I was living at home with my mom. I was like 22 at the time, whatever. I was like, I don't care, whatever. Yeah. He paid my truck payments for me or my gas for me and gave me some food money. But my buddy that was with us, he was living on his own and, his, and he couldn't take it anymore. So he pieced out. Really good guy. Just under, un, understand the circumstances. He couldn't do it. So we sold it and I was like, I don't need the money. He was like 70 something, you know, like I can Who start the guy that yeah. had this all happen. Yeah. To him. Yeah. And so I was like, you know what? His name is Don. Really friendly guy. Um, I was like, you know what, man, I, we're going to sell this cause you, you need out and I don't need the money. So I just, I took, I think it took two grand and we sold it for like 50. We, we make good money. We doubled mm. it. But I was like, I don't, I can, I'm 21. I can start again. He didn't, he had nothing. So I gave him the cash. And I moved out here. My brother was out here. I lived on his couch for two months. And then moved back home and came back out here. And yeah, I started a job at Worcester Black Home, busting tables. Mm-hmm. And then I wouldn't leave the marketing department alone. I just kept bugging until they gave me a job. They're like, fine, Proctor, we'll give you a fucking job. <laughs> so anyway, now we're here. Um, but no, I think that's the thing is the passion people have. You come here and you, you build a, a life and you yeah. just have this passion for staying here and you fight through whatever it takes to stay here. Oh, yeah. and days like today, uh, skiing today is like stand up top a couple times and just look where yeah. you live and think, I just, I'm glad I, I've stayed. Yeah. And I'm glad that this is home and and yeah I've I always think it's people in place like we we love people we love places this, yeah. this is it this is where it all happens for me it's good man you get a chance to go up on the mountains to look around I mean you get your kids with you and you're like what are we this is what we plan to do mm-hmm. and we even if we didn't yeah. plan it we're lucky to be doing this yeah, yeah and luck is part of it but also the hard work and the dedication like you said to forego some things 
and just get here yep. and make it happen. So well, that's Agreed. cool, man. Um, okay, so uh, you've been the mayor now for t- two years or no, not even four months. Four months. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, man. No, no, all good. I was all just good. multiplying it by a lot more than I thought. <laughs> Um, I, I didn't finish math. It was bad math. I didn't bad finish math. math. That's why I live in the mountains. Yeah. That's why I'm a PR guy. I don't, marketing guy. We don't do math. We don't do budgets. Um, so four months. Yeah. Okay. Holy shit. Um, yeah. So, uh, but you, you were in council for a while. Yeah. Seven years. Yeah. So, okay. So right. in, yeah. Sort I, of. I've been around it for a while, but, yeah. um, you know, four months is right. Like, shit, man. I feel embarrassed now. Yeah, no, anyway. Don't be embarrassed. Um, you can edit it out. It'll yeah, be all good. I'll be like two years, <laughs> four <laughs> months. Yeah. It's <laughs> like random voice. Uh, Okay, so being mayor, I mean, you come from the council, so you've had to deal with some, you know, political stuff along the way, obviously. But being mayor, when you're in town, and you're walking around, and you have obviously people who, people who like what you're doing, people who don't like what you're doing. Yeah. To be honest, so um, people know who you are, obviously. Yeah. Um, do you find that, like, on, let's say, like, if com- compared to like Facebook, and you get trolls, it's people who are shitty. They get jump on, they get shitty, and they're publicly shitty about things. Yeah. Um, but in real life, are people that way to you about? No, things? I mean, uh, it's. It, you know everybody yeah. you see around town. I, I people are polite, they're kind. I guess what's been the most sort of uncomfortable for me is um, people don't. What's going on? Like there's there's less of like my sort of bro down, bro down. Like yeah. and, and fair enough. It's kind of weird that now I have a different role <laughs> and I have an office. Do you know yeah, what I mean? There's, right. there's I was chatting to a mayor. Um, of another community uh, over the week, over the weekend. Yeah. And I was saying how uncomfortable the the language that's used to refer to mayors is. The right. actual term is your worship. And oh, it's, really? so it's, it's really it's kind of, off-putting. That's not casual at all. No, zero, <laughs> zero, <laughs> yeah. not casual yeah, at all. Yeah, right. And, uh, and that's, that's been strange. But her point to me was, this is this is not about you. It's about it's right. about the office. It's that's about cool. the fact that our community has uh, a person that's in that role. It still makes me feel uncomfortable. And some of those people who I had casual um, relationships with and who I really felt like I connect with mm. now look at me kind of how do I deal with you right. now? And that's yeah. weird. But other weird. than that, I mean, our our town is our town, and I love how passionate people are and right. when people are upset they tell you yeah. and when and i love that i mean i wouldn't yeah. get involved in local government if i didn't want to hear what mattered and if i didn't want to participate in that discussion right. so even when people are upset and they stop me in the in the grocery store they always <laughs> say i'm sorry and oh, i'm right. and, and sorry I always, for saying this and i'm always like no don't apologize to me yeah. like i i took this on because i'm passionate about our town and i want to hear the good, the bad, the right. ugly. I, I want us to be better than we are, and I want us to aspire to to take care of ourselves right. and to be a community that really sort of digs in. So, no, I, I think you're right. Like, online, people are vicious and right. crazy. Yeah. But when you <clears throat> see people in town, it's pretty... It's a whistler. It's cool because, I mean, it's cool to think that you're, like, you're, you're willing to hear the both sides because you want to make a town better. So if you're not willing to hear the bad, the town's going to yeah. get worse. Totally. If you're not willing to address the bad and just oh. work with the good, the town's going to yeah. get worse and there's going to be way more bad. Uh-huh. I agree. So I think that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and to see you out and about on town and skiing and just like being a regular guy is kind of cool. I mean, I, I think there's, you know, I guess that's a small town and you've been here for so long, you are the town. Like you don't need to be something different than you were before you, when you got mm-hmm. the way you became mayor. So I think And the pr- temptation though is to not. I mean, that's I, I, because there's lots yeah. to do, but I, I feel like if I, a big part of the job is to be a part of what's going on. Just be a person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and be, yeah. 
Yeah. Like I was thinking in my head, I'm like, does he don't want to drink a beer on air? I'm like, ah. I'm like, he probably will, because if he's <laughs> if you don't, the town is about that. I'm not saying people go like I'm not saying people drink beer all the time, but like, it's the town is about the champagne of beers. <laughs> yeah, right. That yeah, is. It is for yeah, <laughs> man. Uh, speaking of champagne, during the Olympics, <clears throat> I um, I was working for Worcester Blackham when I we were at I was at um. It was the only time Mr. Blackman ever gave me a budget to buy stuff. Yeah. Because the Olympics were here and they're like, spend whatever you want. Yeah. They, they, they justify it and um, build the federal government. Yeah. I spent, I bought, I bought 12 bottles of champagne at once at um, when it was Shabbat's Beagle and it was the Jamaica house. Mm-hmm. I lined them up on the bar. Yeah. We poured the whole bar, a glass of champagne. And I was like, I'm going to get fired for this bill. But it was Hankel. It was like shit champagne. It was like whatever. It was like 40 <laughs> bucks a bottle. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that's my, that's my biggest champagne uh, story that I have okay. to tell. So, good. but yeah, yeah uh, I think, because uh, that what's one question I want to ask about the Olympics too. Um, in your in your mayoral time so far, I know we the Olympics have kind of like disappeared in our in our talk of like the town mm-hmm. doesn't come up anymore. Mm. Do you think there's do you think that that um, uh, it's a th- it's it was too short lived to talk about it and like celebrate? Like I know it says the home of the Whistler Olympics on the on mm-hmm. the screen and mm-hmm. stuff or on the signs when you come into town, but do you feel like that's something we should be hanging on to more often? Or do you think the Olympics is kind of kind of tainted now? And like, as far as... An, no, I mean, I, my my grandparents were up here dreaming about the 1960 Olympics cool. in 1964. I just, right. as part of uh, the election campaign, I was my Ben Webb, yep. uh, former, former... Yeah. Uh, uh, what do you call me right now? You're the mayor. Guest on... Oh, guest, uh, sorry. Guest on this like, show. You're the mayor. Yeah. Ben so, Webb, yeah. former mayor of... Sure. No, ben Webb, former yeah. guest on the show. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I were doing um, interviews with some people around town. Yeah. And uh, just because I, I felt like it would be important for me to uh, share what I see Whistler as. And what I see Whistler as is a lot of the people that have really kind of put into this place over mm-hmm. time. And one of them that we interviewed was Gary Watson. And um, Gary was talking, and Gary's a, uh, you know, in his 70s. He right. was here in like 1961. That's so cool. Yeah, man. yeah, it was really interesting. That's really cool. And so he was talking about how, yeah, we had this dream for the Olympics. We were going to bring it here in 1968. And I, yeah. it twigged in me. I was like, was this a Vancouver Olympics or was it a oh. Vancouver Whistler Olympics? No, he was like, it was a Whistler only Olympics. Yeah. So imagine in 1961, these people Excuse sat me. around and started to talk about building short tracks, speed skating, in Whistler? Ski jumps, hockey rinks, you know and what? there was no road. So, I mean, like we started wow. with crazy, crazy delusional ideas about what we would become and we've become that. And I don't think that it, 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 it's, it'll always be a part of why we are uh, what points. we are, right. but I think we're as much a, a ski town. I mean, his point was obviously we didn't get the 1968 Olympics, yeah. but from that moment forward, we the die was cast and we were going to be a right. ski resort. And I there. think we're more of a ski resort than we are an Olympic venue. Right. And I think that we're more a town full of people who love to ski and bike and be in uh, this incredible nature that's around yeah. us than we are a place that wants to put on a curling event. I mean, <laughs> seriously, we Curling's we are who we are, but yeah. I, I think we'll always have that history of putting on the games. And um, yeah, we don't talk about it much anymore, but we still have ski races and we still do right. do what we do. Yeah, that's cool. I just, I'm just curious about that because I mean, I don't, I was part of it, but I, the legacy to me seems to have died a bit, but I think um, we are a town that people just come here to ski. Yeah. And they still do. Um, and, and eat food and everything else. So mm. 
Um, yeah, that's cool. So, uh, I think it's cool that you, you're willing to be like some, t- I could imagine some mayors or when, when things get kind of tough and dicey, they're like, I'm going to stay in my, in my office because I don't want to deal with this. And I would imagine in a bigger city you have way more to deal with. But in this town, I mean, you have to be going through hop, hop, like slapping high fives with people to keep <laughs> what this town is. Right. So yeah. it's cool. Um, uh, I'm going to ask you a couple of questions just cause this is more of a bro- more broad questions, I guess. But, um, uh, and I get some other stuff after, but, uh, in this current state, of Whistler, do you see? Um, I'll start with the good stuff. Actually, you know what? I'm gonna ask you, I'm gonna ask you what you see future. Uh, two things that you are not optimistic about, or that need some serious uh, attention to in Whistler in the next, say, ten years. Uh, it's easy for me. Transportation and housing. I mean, right. we uh, and and it's been number one on our list uh, mm-hmm. uh, for this council to really for a long time, even before. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's and, been number and one on everyone's list, but maybe not the council's list until. Maybe you came along. Well, I think that we were working on it, but the the and the urgency just has built, and right. we have a lot of good work that was done in the last couple of years to get mm-hmm. us ready to actually put shovels in the ground. But now okay. we just have to put shovels in the ground, and right. we've got, I mean, this big one that's coming in across the street yeah. here, a couple more, but we're going to open up a whole new uh, section of land, uh, sort of uh, above the terrace. Um, and the heights. Oh there. yeah, right. Okay, yeah. And oh, so back by the by the road there. Yeah, uh, yeah. Cool. Yeah, I heard and about so that. A huge amount of housing that needs to come right. on, and we just need to. I don't think you fix housing or fix transportation. I think it's the type of thing that you have to stay on all the time, and right. we just need to put our minds to it. Everybody wants to live in Whistler, and so we could build this place out to be sort of you know pave it wall to wall right high rises everywhere yeah. and you'd Just still have people that want to yeah. live here yeah but um we need to do the right housing for the people who who really call this place home right who make it all happen and uh so yeah that's housing and then on transportation um this road is, is tough, challenged man. and we i think w- i really want to dig in hard on transit and actually yeah. make it work for people you know you don't you don't think to yourself, wow, what time does the schedule on the subway go? You just show up right? because it's, it's always there. Always there. Right. And I think that that's the kind of transit we need if we want to actually transition people away from single occupant vehicles. But to me, those are the two sort of existential threats to our town that mm-hmm. if we don't get right uh, and if we don't pay attention to and keep on top of, um, we'll regret it. Do you think that transportation... And, sorry, the two are connected. Yeah. One of the big decisions made by a former, by former politicians and by our yeah. community in the past is that we are focused on allowing our community to live in town. Like yeah. if you're an uh, employee in Aspen, you don't live in Aspen. Right. You live 45 minutes down the road. Same with Vail. You don't live in Vail. You live half an hour down the road. Right. And that was, a, I think, a really important decision for our town is that we are going to do whatever it takes to allow our community to stay in town. So Aspen, 8% of the workforce live in Aspen. Vail, 30. We're at 81%. Yeah, we are for sure. So it's a terrific uh, um, uh, success, but uh, a one that is, 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 is challenging. If we don't, you know, keep pushing forward, we'll, we'll regret it. Do you think that, okay, so you offer transportation, you you figure out ways to create increased transportation. So someone like myself, I'm going to put put myself under the bus Mm -hmm. here for lack of a better term. Um, uh, I, I'll drive places because totally. I'm like, oh, I don't go. so uh, like if I shouldn't, I could wait for the bus and not drive. Yeah. So I'm a little bit guilty. Um, but I think offering the trans the transportation, do you not think that education is 
more important. You need to offer the transportation and the options, but education and, and the people that come to our town, in my opinion, like people who have extra money and they have their SUVs and their big trucks, they're not going to take the bus, are they? No, but I mean, we have some of the, we have the highest percentage ridership of any community right. in BC. And that reason, that's because we have seasonal workers. Sure, yeah. And I think that when you moved here 20 years ago, yeah. had the transit system been one that you just trusted like you trust the subway, you may not have gone down the path right. of becoming so dependent on your vehicle. And I think my kids mm -hmm. are growing up in a time where that kind of transit is uh, a focus for a lot of communities. Right. And it's a focus that, that, that I certainly have here. I want my kids when they're 20 to not be saying, well, I just, I, I have to have a car, right. but saying, you know what? The easiest thing to do is actually get in the, the bus, right. go to the village, get back on the bus and come home. Right. And it's, I don't need to check a schedule. Right. Um, so education, yeah, but I think just a system that is um, uh, uh, reliable and just like there. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, and and, and I think it par part of it is it has to be um, uh, robust enough right. that that you know there's always a, a bus right. there. Right. So, and you can't stop when it snows two feet and the bus coming up the hill, you're going to be screwed anyway. Mm -hmm. No matter how many buses there are. Can't make up the hill, you're not going to get there. But I have a question though. So when you talked about earlier, I don't know if you're on, the, on air then, but you talked about amenities and you said like, you know, we, we don't have Costco, we don't have these big things that, these big stores that kind of make the town not so small anymore. But I feel like transportation is limiting me to needing to go get like, if you want to go shopping, if you want to go do, people go do big shops in Squamish to save money because it's expensive up here to buy groceries and stuff and the city's so close and Squamish so close and mountain biking is something that's close. Do you, do you not think that amenities would help slow or um, negate the need to, the, to have people have their own transportation. Well, of course, if we built Costco's and I don't want to, but I'm just saying like, yeah, we, we, I think you're right. I, I think though that we value this place as it is more right. than we value uh, Costco's and, and home right. depots okay. everywhere. I, I think being realistic about our transportation challenges, yeah. like you say, if I want to go shopping, sorry, Jack, I, I'm, 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 going to go to Squamish. Right. I, I, I don't do that. I feel like I actually have a thing where I try to shop here as much as I can okay. because I, I feel I, like... I apologize. No, no. No, I agree because <laughs> some days I'm like when I when I pass through Squamish, I'm like, I better stop because almond milk's cheaper down here. Yeah. And I want almond milk. So, um, or, you know, but I think... Um, cause Is it really milk? Like... Almond like, drink, I guess. Uh, yeah, I don't I, know. I, I got in my fridge. I, think I just don't like how we're using milk for things <laughs> that aren't milk anymore. You're right because it's milk. It's not milk. You're right. It's... I think it's just so people can be okay with like they they can register what it means because it's like a, it looks like milk. I know, but did we, yeah. No, it's just water. It's just like, it's just like pressed almonds. Yeah. It's not milk. Which is awesome. You can't milk an almond. I don't know if you can or not. Yeah, I doubt yeah. it. Yeah. But, but yeah, so I'm just thinking like, because affordability all around, like groceries, housing, yeah. gas, everything. Uh, gas is, actually gas is cheaper here than it is in Vancouver. So that's one thing that's better. Yeah. Well, you asking me, me for two. There's a lot yeah, more than sure. two. And I think I'm just thinking of how many things intertwine yeah. with that idea of like transportation. So yeah, like I said, I might yeah. go off topic, but yeah. um yeah, I think the transportation thing is huge and I think it's cool that you have so much um effort towards it. Cuz I think like when I'm on the bus, when I need the bus and the bus is there when my when I'm like say I've been in the I've been in the village for and I've had a few champagnes. Yeah. The bus is <laughs> perfect. <laughs> yeah, it's great, right? Yeah. So I get it for sure. And I think, you know, the struggle for parking and everything else is busy and I think do you think there's a realistic way to get people out from the city with transportation? That's, that's great. I know we see like the snow bus and there's that new shuttle from Squamish that guy's got, yeah. um, which is really great. Mm -hmm. 
do you think that you can cut down on that city traffic with a transportation program? We already have. I mean, uh, we've been really reducing the number of people that rent vehicles at okay. the Vancouver airport. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think snow bus and Epic rides mm-hmm. and all of those are examples of, uh, transportation, right. uh, that actually services people in a way so they right. can get out of their cars. Okay. One of the interesting things that you'll see is that most people that commute from Vancouver in cars have all the seats filled. Right. That's uh, true. And so a lot of the vehicles that are truly single occupancy are you and me oh, yeah, for sure. in our trucks on the road. Sorry. And, and so, uh, no, no, I mean, yeah, it's just right. reality. And yeah. so I think that, that, um, yes, I mean, and, and we can get better and we are getting better. The whole world is, is, is moving towards sure. more mass transit, uh, options. And I think one of the most exciting things for me is to try and be really thoughtful and intelligent about the way we actually roll these things out right. so that we can actually deliver transportation that works. Right. Um, one of the basic things that is interesting to me, I met this transit scientist guy who like <laughs> right. writes books on, on, on transit. Yeah. And he did a whole bunch of research on what kind of transit works best. And you, you have, uh, frequency or coverage. And okay. so the idea being either you can hit every house in a, a town or you can have lots of buses along main routes. Right. Okay. And his sort of mantra is frequency is freedom because as I referred to earlier, if you just know that the bus is there, you'll just show up. Yeah. If you have to check a schedule that, Oh, I'm, I just missed the bus two minutes ago and now I have to wait 45 minutes for the mm-hmm. next one. Uh, not so trustworthy. Yeah. And so he talks about taking your transit from going ev- That's okay. everywhere. Here's everything. To <laughs> I know I'm all nervous about this. To, from going everywhere to staying along sort of central corridors sure. and increasing the total number of buses that go by. Okay. So we're testing that right now with the number 10 Valley Connector, which okay. is a bus that actually goes from Chequemus and Function to Emerald and it doesn't go into any neighborhoods. It doesn't even oh, go cool. into the village. Just runs the gauntlet straight up the highway. Yeah. Which cool. I think and hope that if that kind of a service can be more regular and you can trust it, it's the type of thing that, well, you might, it might not go and pick you up in your Nordic, right. you know, neighborhood, but at least you can get on a bus on a fair. I can go to a house party in Emerald. I live in Chequemus and just get home on exactly. the bus. Exactly. That's yeah. why we did this. <laughs> yeah, 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 for yeah. sure. Yes. So Proctor can get to yeah. parties <laughs> yeah. and back. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 safely. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh man, I had a question. We were, I was going to ask you something about, uh, about transit. Um, oh yeah. So the buses that come like the snow bus and everything else, but I, I'm just curious, what, I don't know if you know this or I've always been like, you know, Greyhound goes away, probably a business decision based on Greyhound, not mm-hmm. the traffic here and the PCL changes mm-hmm. their program here. So if, if we're growing the, the transportation, if we're growing the ridership on buses and everything else from the city, um, any thoughts on why those, I mean, if you know any insight on why those companies would stop servicing this area? Greyhound's the whole, they're just, they tanked or something, right? I don't know. No, the whole story with Greyhound is they're a huge multinational. Sure. Yeah. And the contracts that they had with Canada were such that, uh, they, they were, they were the full suite of, of ground transportation uh, around uh, Canada. So instead of just giving them like Vancouver to Calgary to Regina to Winnipeg to Toronto, they said, you also have to go to like Lillooet and oh. Pemberton and everywhere. Zero profitability zones where one guy's in the bus. Whatever. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, which was a good balance because for the last 50 years, yeah. we've had our small communities serviced. Yeah. Um, 
uh, yeah. Greyhound over time tried to back away and applied to back away from some of those sort of less um, with the, those communities with lower rise. people hanging though, like big time. Yeah. And yeah. so the provincial government said, no, you can't, you got to keep serving those small communities. And then finally Greyhound just said, okay, we can't do serving it. Serving no We're communities out. now. Yeah. Right. And so it, that, that was more structural and it was high level. I think what we're seeing in, in Whistler now is that the cream routes like Vancouver to Whistler is now really well served. One bus run. And that, cause that yeah. snow bus, remember that snow bus was like a beater. Yeah. That snow bus was like, like a guy pedaling. <laughs> yeah. It's like it was Flintstone getting up there. Yeah. There. yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. And now I'm like, Oh, the, that snow bus is fucking fancy. You know, <laughs> totally. I'm like, Oh, cause I saw it. I saw it. Actually, I noticed it like maybe two months ago. I'm like, a snow bus. It used to be a fucking like used to be a school bus. Uh-huh. And it was like hop on twenty bucks, you know? Oh yeah, those prevos, they're beautiful vehicles. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. I, I think I'd be stoked if we ever get like the um those buses like they have in like Asia and Europe or stuff where there's like giant you can sleep on them and there's like big like like limousine buses. Let me get Wait, those. It's a two hour trip. You don't need a limousine bus? I don't know, man. You can sit back, relax. Okay, all right. I mean, I'm not asking you, I'm just saying. Uh, we're the other thing we're working <laughs> on right now is we're we're working on uh regional transit, which would oh which would be like um, city bus that would connect Metro Vancouver to Mount Curry. And, oh, great. And it would be sort of uh, lower cost. Did uh, that ha- didn't they have that for a little while? It wasn't there a... a tried it. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. And it, it lasted a couple of years. The goal will be that that's very much workforce related. Fair, it okay. allow yeah. you to commute to work. Okay. Which would be great. Cool. Yeah. Um, well, transportation dialed. Nice, man. Cool. I'm glad we're well, working on I it for sure. Lots of work we're getting do. to it. I mean, but it's like the effort's there for sure. Yeah. Um, my car will be parked more often now that we talked. I feel okay. guilty. So. <laughs> You've been sufficiently guilty. <laughs> damn, yeah. Um, I, and so, uh, so I know we talked about housing a bit. Um, and I don't, I don't really follow. I mean, I kind of live my life and kind of work. So I'm probably guilty of not paying attention as much, but um, I'm going to ask. Why so would you be? That doesn't sound like that's guilty. Too much skiing and biking and too stuff. Too much skiing. Yeah. Too much skiing and biking. I don't have you time to pay attention. You should not feel guilty about yeah, that. Yeah. Okay, cool. Sweet. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, that's no great. problem. I appreciate it. Uh, so housing, how, how much... What's our deficit in housing right now? Like how f- how far away are we from housing? Like I know there's a housing authority, which is what we're in right now, mm-hmm. which is great. Um, uh, are, I don't know how long the list is. Like how people long are waiting? How like bed numbers and stuff? Like are we um, are we in a big? We're in a pretty big deficit as far as that goes. But so we're ex- of, exceeding our targets. Oh, so okay. our target is seventy five percent, and we're at eighty one. Oh, cool. Okay. Of of so why does that sound like it's so? Everyone's like all like. Uh, because I, I think it's back to the like. Of course, I I am an employee of this town. I've been here for six months. I'm making this town go. And it's impossible for me to find high renting housing. for sure is, is deadly yeah. hard for sure, which is what we're building right now. We're yeah. building rental apartment buildings okay. with right. the, go- the goal being to be able to house more people in, in rental housing. Cool. Um, because there's some rule where it's like if somebody does a development, you have to certain part of it goes to housing authority or housing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. It's like, what is it, 20% or something like that? Or what's the, uh, I don't even know. Don't you don't know. have to give me some yeah, direct no. answers. I'll, I'll I know. I'm not going to tell you. You can send me an email yeah, later. Not or something. Yeah, <laughs> okay, cool. It's, it's secret. You don't even I, I think. Do you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't you. know. No, uh, they're, they're, um, <laughs> but uh, we, so I, I want to get back to you. We're 81% yeah. uh, of our workforce is housed cool. locally. Okay. Um, but the, the wait list to actually access housing is long. Right. Uh, and so, um, I think what we're we're doing now is that we feel like housing is something you have to stay on top of yeah. and you have to be aggressive with. Uh, and then we're spending a significant, uh, significant amount of time 
understanding our list better. Okay. Who are we trying to? Yeah, house? I was going to ask you that. Okay, cool. Right. In, in what kind of product are we trying to house those people? Mm -hmm. um, because not everyone who wants to live in Whistler can live in Whistler, right. which is kind of a sad thing to say out loud, right. but it's the truth. I right. mean, we've got twelve thousand permanent residents, and I'm sure well, that that's it. I thought it was more than that. Now it was like ten thousand when I first moved here. Yeah, sorry, sidetracked you, but th that's that's pretty big growth. Yeah, okay. We're, I, I think guess. we're. 12, five. Okay, right. Okay. Sorry, so yeah. back to not everybody who lives with us should have a house, so go on to that. Sorry, yeah. Well, I mean, I should have a house, but. Well, the, not everyone, no, no, everyone who think we want our, the people who work here, who make this place what work, it is, what it is, yeah. uh, be able to find housing here. And sure. so that's the goal. It's right. how do we house those people who, who, you know, make Whistler everything that it is. Right. Um, and that, that doesn't necessarily it's kind of, it's mean everybody gets right. housed, but it does mean that we need to stay on top of it and we need to stay committed to it. We need to, I, I think, catch up. We're, right. I think we're behind um, a, a few steps on housing. Although, like we just said, mm -hmm. we're exceeding our That's target cool. at this right. point. I guess my concern is what you don't want to do is see yourself drop off and, right. and lose the grip on right because you um, got to keep that pressure on, the, on yeah. the progression right and increasingly squamish is becoming a, uh, a bedroom community of vancouver so people are commuting south more than they're yeah, commuting north. right and a lot of people have in their heads that there's so much land in pemberton but that's all agricultural land yeah, reserve right and so there's very little of it that actually can be turned into right. housing so uh, even if we had like a incredibly um, robust regional transit service that 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 served Mount Curry to uh, the Lower Mainland. Uh, we would still need to be as uh, right. committed to delivering more housing here. It's all about the, the livable density too, right? Like, mm -hmm. like population density is key for us because yeah. we can't spread out. Yeah, we don't have that much room, so we're going up. We're not going up. We're building levels yeah. and building floors, or we're building out sideways. Yeah, yeah. and hopefully, <coughs> stuff that that is is beautiful and fits. This into place what is we're fucking doing. rad, man. I've been here since I bought this place before the Olympics came in. Uh, and it's awesome. It's good living here for sure. It's great. I have always felt like when you're standing in Chakamas looking south, it's like you're on the ocean because it yeah. all kind of goes away from it. It's cool, man. Yeah, because I don't have any. I got the new soccer field there. I know it's a bit of an issue with people. Yeah. It's awesome because it, now that I look at my window in the summertime, it looks, it looks amazing. Lights are on. Super cool. Yeah. I hope it gets used. But when I see it, yeah, like I don't have any just uh, obstruction here yet. And I can see Mount Fee and everything else. It's, it's great down here. It's cool. Yeah. It's a good spot. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought about population density because I see it being built around here. You know, like people, things going up around here. I was like, and people have this thing where, um, I'm here now and no one else can come here. Like some yeah, people yeah. have that attitude. It's like, I moved here and they built the house for me, but you can't have a house here because that we, same Mara so talking weird. to says the one thing you know is that the people that moved in in phase two will, sorry, phase one will oppose phase two, and then phase two will oppose phase three. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, which I think is I don't, but I know, but I think that there is a word. The word NIMBY gets thrown around a lot. And I, don't know what that I means. think it means not in my backyard. Oh, sorry. It's a, okay. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think that's, I, I find that to be such an offensive crude term because from my perspective, what that means is I care about my neighborhood. Sure. And, right. and I want to be able to participate in the conversation. And if we just throw NIMBY at people, all that you're trying to do is shut them up and not let them participate right. in the discussion. And I think good government means you participate in the discussion and we talk about what our values are. Do we want a phase two? Do we want a phase three? Right. Um, and I think our town gets it. Like our town, when I speak to people in the grocery store, yeah. they generally are in favor of more housing for 
our permanent population. Then we'll stop hearing. About, we'll stop hearing about the issues. Like if we get more housing, people find a place to live. We don't have to hear about it anymore. We can yeah, keep yeah. working on it, but put more effort in other things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, I did it again. I forgot I was going to ask you about the housing force, but um, uh, the not in my backyard thing is funny because I feel like we should just be sharing our backyard. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. uh, and but I think most people think that. I think yeah. you're, I think w- the 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 idea that everybody is sort of against like that whole phase one, not running phase two. That hasn't been my experience of our town. Most people are like, come on Muni, like build some housing, like get on it. Let's get some cheaper asphalt because we're building it right here. We're making it right here. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, You know, I think that's, you know, I I guess the other, the other issue too is these empty beds and these people in these houses that are not being used and the whole Airbnb stuff, that kind of stuff, right? That's Mm. probably a different topic altogether. Well, I mean, it's not a different topic, it's just a different beast within that topic. Mm. But, um, I mean, I, I know that's been a, something that merits a battle in the past. And I know you're, you're thinking of that too as well. Cause I feel like it's hard to combat and you're trying to track down where, where the line should be drawn, I guess. In that, It's pretty easy for us where the line should be drawn. We have a huge number of beds in this town that are tourist accommodation zone beds, 8,000 of them. So right. uh, I was sitting with one, a senior executive at, at, at Airbnb a while ago and having the conversation about how many beds in a town of 12,000 people is enough for, for single like right. short term rental. Yeah. You can burp I, I'm do. pretty sure 8,000 is enough in a town of 12,000 people. It seems for residents to live for no, like, oh. for, for short term rentals, like for Airbnb oh. to rent. Yeah. Out. But this b- town balloons like what, like 40,000 on the weekends, whatever, like it balloons to huge amounts of people like on busy weekends or busy weeks. Right? It does. But certainly our residential bed base should be used as accommodation for the residents. I mean, that's oh, residents, the, yeah, by sure. definition sure, what yeah. it is. So uh, the uh, just uh, I'm responding to your comment about it's hard to know where to draw the line. No, yeah. I don't think okay. it is for okay. us. Cool. The line is drawn at if you have tourist accommodation zoning, you should use your, your units for tourist accommodation. Yep. If you don't have tourist accommodation then zoning, you, should. you shouldn't. Okay. And that's what we've done. We've decided you have to get a business license. Okay. And, and the only way you can get a business license if is if your house is zoned properly. Yep, zoned right, properly. Okay. Probably, and so uh, we're going down the path of of making sure that people are using mm-hmm. um, properties in ways that'll serve this community in the long run. I guess that's an issue too, because we talk about like, you know the occupancy and like I just mentioned how like it balloons up to uh, on weekends, it balloons balloons up when we have these long weekends and busy times. Um, like hotel rates are high when it gets busier, yep. so Airbnb is traditionally cheaper. So those people then migrate from the hotels or these hotel rooms empty. Probably not. There's still people in them, but it it gives those hotels freedom to house more people bec- and raise the rents because they know there's cheaper Airbnb availability. So I guess it's kind of yeah, like a fight. It's like a fighting. It's like a fighting. But we're at the we are at the like we're as busy as we've been in a long time, right. and still yeah. um, the the Airbnb bed base, which yeah. is all of those phase one. Uh, properties that are throughout the village right. and like near marketplace and throughout town basically yeah. are well used. I think yeah. we're in a, in a, in a place now where we're busy. Cool. And so our hotels are full and those sort of condo tourist beds right. are also full. Yeah. And so I think we're getting good value cool. for those, those units right now. And we can be more, um, deliberate about ensuring that people use their residential accommodation for, residential purposes cool yeah um and i've since i've been here i've seen like rents and occupancy go up and down 
over the years it kind of ebbs and flows. Mm, totally. We haven't seen that. In, we haven't seen that in a little while. We've seen that in maybe like I don't know when the last time that was. It's been going up like mad for mm-hmm. the last little while. My curiosity is: is do we see? I I don't even know. Like, you know, with um, Vale only selling so many seasons passes and kind of changing the way that they operate, and you know, maybe maybe ditching the family pass or leaving a grandfather and things that people operate. Um, is there any talk about? I mean, who knows how it's going to go? But like that ebb and flow where two years from now we have a huge drop in or a huge rise in vacancy. Like how do we, how do you combat that? We keep building. You have to keep that in mind, right? Because yeah. if you build, 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 and all of a sudden you don't, you build too fast, you got a bunch of empty lots. I guess, is there like a trend or how many years it goes up and down? Do you know? Like is there like um, every three years we see a drop or is it kind of? I think it was something like eight was the average. <laughs> oh, so that's why I haven't seen like in a while, way yeah. way overdue. Right. Um, and, and that's, I, I think what, what, um, uh, forward-looking mm-hmm. evidence-based governments do is they keep in their heads and keep in their keep in their heads the idea that right. yeah it doesn't always go like this and yeah. we need to be attuned to what will we do as a community in in a, a downturn right. and how do we make sure that we're not overextended in the building program that we're implementing. And something we need to be careful about, what we're proposing to do is a huge, huge investment as a community uh, in additional housing. So we have to be attentive to to the potential for a downturn. Can we get additional parking? Parking when we get the additional? Parking? 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 Yeah, parking, ticketing? Additional ticketing? Can we get additional additional parking? I think that that that's something that's being discussed. (laughs) Sweet. Like, can you personally get an additional parking spot? Well, yeah, I okay. sure I'd love one for sure. Yeah, but <laughs> I get there's limitations, so I don't. Need, I'm not looking for an inside scoop here. Um, but I appreciate your your candor, your candidness. Candor the same thing as candidness. Yeah, Candid, is, yeah. yeah anyway, yeah. Um, on that because I think it's there's lots of issues people want to hear about. Um, but I want to not. I'm, okay, we can put that. I want to ask about things you're optimistic about because yeah. I know you sound optimistic about those things and they can be solved for sure. Yeah, but just tons of work. Yeah. Right, with effort and elbow grease. Mm. Um, but I'm curious now, like things that you think you're working on and nothing has to be solved, but um, not that you can just let ride because it's positive, but what are the things that you're, are there two things that you can say are you're just like fucking jazzed on that's happening? Even mm-hmm. down, even if it's, if it's a secret, don't tell me, if you can't tell me yet, I get it. But <laughs> if there's things that you're like, even just happening now, even if it's like, whatever you think, I don't know. It can be as random as you want it to be. Um, I or if you have an agenda, you want to pump it out. That's cool. No, too. no, no. I don't have. <laughs> a, 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 that's what I was excited about coming on because yeah, I cool. I want to be available to our community, and it's the the whole oil and gas letter thing meant sure. that for the the you first three months, it's all that was that yeah. was talked that about. Happened right? Yeah. Sorry. Now, yeah. So you jumped it, in there, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> it's like jumped day, in there. day one. All right. So I, I feel like the opportunity to actually have conversations with our community right. about those things that we care about is so critical for the kind of mayor that I have thought about being. Right. That when I when I saw you in the parking lot, it was like, yeah, this is it. I wanna I wanna chat about it. But cool. I think I'm really um uh I'm 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 enthusiastic that we as a community can respond well to climate change cool. and I, uh, I and that there's that there's energy and desire within our community to actually mm-hmm. do that work. Right. So I think that that's one thing I'm enthusiastic about. Uh, the, the, the problem is so enormous that it that it like I think sort of um, what's it called when it um, fails in comparison not um, pales. pales pales in comparison. I didn't want I didn't be wrong. I was so like I think it's pales. I don't want to say yeah. it in case it's wrong. <laughs> 
uh, to dumb. like housing and and um, transportation and immediately. Like the immediate idea of it does. Like totally. The immediate, the it, like the the fact that housing and transportation is happening right now in front of us. Yeah. It seems like, yeah. Anyway. But I feel like we have a town that wants to do something. Yeah, we all want to fucking it. ski. Yeah, yeah. We exactly. We, we love mountain biking. We don't do it all year. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, we do it some Squamish. Do it Squamish. We fucking go down people Squamish. Right? Yeah. Up, like two years ago, I thought, man, people are keeping their bikes on their cars. My, my bike racks on my car. It's rusty as shit because of salt, but I'll use it probably in a couple of weeks and go to oh, Squamish yeah. again. Squamish. Yeah. 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 Squamish. Okay. Squamish. Um. So that, and then just uh, this community, the people here, my um, the kid, like the kids these days. Sure. I'm just been. Uh, my kids now, my oldest is 16, my next is 14, and their friends are interesting people who are dreaming big dreams about what they'll do with their lives. And that's been, it, it, it feels funny to say that as a, I feel like I'm getting to be the, that old man that, that talks about the, the way things I'm gonna work. Check, sorry, I'm going to check the camera to make sure it's working. But sorry, you can no, 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 go, go, go. So the kids these days. Yeah, kids yeah. these days. Yeah. They're dreaming big, yeah, they're, man. They're dreaming, they're dreaming big. big. Good. And, I like and it. I, and I, and, um, <laughs> and our, uh, yeah. Yeah, so I think that's cool because what I was, I think in this town, you have kids growing up and they're all being exposed to, you know, um, the big issues in this town because mm-hmm. there's a small town, so everybody talks about things and the issues become larger than, um, they become pretty polarizing in this town. I think mm-hmm. small issues. So then the kids get used to it. So they get to see what's happening and, and they're either, you know, they might. I think if they grow up in this town, they might not be in on skiing because they see it too much, and some kids kind of rebel. But I feel like they're being exposed to these issues that become near and dear to them because they're watching it in front of their face happen. And if you're in a city, you're in the stone walls. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but you don't really always see the effects. And not having snow is easier for getting around in the city than it is. Like in Vancouver, mm-hmm. when it snows, everyone's like, "Fuck, it's snowing again." Mm-hmm. But when it's here, we're like, "Yeah, it's snowing again." When it doesn't snow, we're like, "Where? What's we do? What are we doing here? It's not snowing." So we need to fix this. And my kid, and your, and and they've seen. Horseman Glacier, Dude, recede, and I've they've seen, seen like you, like Tantalus Range um, have ice melt. You can see the rock. We're like yeah. actually seeing it in real yeah. time, and it's it's um, my my kids talk about it. Yeah, right, it's it is interesting. And I think the whole transportation and housing and like being green and all these things that we're talking about, and um, I mean they all kind of do mold into this whole environmental climate change. Well, that's, I I I got distracted when we were talking about it earlier, but. The point of that decision to house workforce locally was was at its core a, an environmental decision. Oh, right. Because commuting from away means that you sit on a road for an hour and a half every day, right. bringing yourself to work and then bringing yourself away from work. And probably also that's where your social connections are. And so yeah. you spend more time in your car going back and forth. And the thought was, if we can house ourselves in the same town right. where we work, then we can stay put and yeah. we can use transit more seriously. I mean, you, you, you talk about, yeah, I, I should get on transit more. You, you wouldn't even be thinking that way if you lived in Squamish and worked in Whistler. Whereas right. in Whistler, you can, you know, say, I should get on transit a little bit more. Yeah, you know what? You're right. There. The actual thought of it turns into action at some point, or at least if I think about it, I don't do it, but somebody else hears me thinking about it, they might do it. Uh-huh. And that's a bit of a, do- hopefully a domino effect. But, but yeah. to your point that it's all connected, like yeah. it's all, all, all connected. Right, yeah. yeah. Um, was that two things? I asked you about your the optimistic kids about it? Yeah, and, the kids. And, and, and the, our town right. is interested in, yeah. in doing something about Oh, that. yeah. Uh, do you think um, our kids in this town, uh, you know, there's skiing, there's snowboarding. That's kind of cliche, hey? I'm hopeful about the kids. I'm hopeful, about, I'm hopeful about the kids. Okay, I don't even good, have kids. Okay, I'm hopeful, about, I'm hopeful okay. about everyone's kids, for All right, sure. Good. All right, good. I don't want a bunch of idiots saving my life when I'm, I'm hopefully, just sure hopefully like 80. Prime Minister... 
if the Mul- kids in this country Rudy would say the same right. thing. Like, do you think that the ed- do you th- this is a question that's uh, that's not on our on my list of casual questions, but um, as like education goes in this town, I think we have a pretty bunch of schools. I think we have pretty education. Do you think that um, uh, it's keeping up with the population? Do you think it's serving the kids well in this town? Like, I mean, you have kids here. Do you think that they're my kids are uh, my kids love school. What my second daughter is really into uh, snowboarding and she competes at a fairly high level. Yeah, cool. And so she actually um, does a, a program where she goes to school right. three days a week during the, the winter. And it's been neat to see her mind focused right. more because she's uh, motivated. I, I'm going to do well in school so that I can actually participate in what I love right. so much. And, I think that that sort of connection to the mountains has been good cool. to, and, and the, the schools, balance. I've been impressed with the schools. Yeah. I've been impressed with the, the, the uh, education my kids. Do you have. think there's people who are, do you think that the, the kids who want to be a computer nerd and a computer science guy has a support in our school system to become that person? I think you'd have to go away. Yeah. You Once, know, yeah. Uh, the friends of ours down here, their yeah. son is in this program in, San Francisco called 42 or 24 or something. (laughs) It's a free school that's run by Google, maybe somebody. So you can show up be like, I'm going to become a software engineer and they have a campus and everything's free. Like it's, it's free for your four year degree. And then you, I I guess you have to work for them for a couple of years. Right. If you don't, you're going to pay the bill back at the end of this. You won't be able to use Google. It's true. <laughs> like, sorry. Shut up. <laughs> request denied. Request denied. But I want to know what that means. I want to know what. You need means. to use AltaVista. Yeah, right. Yeah, ex- yeah, exactly. Yeah. You need to ask Jeeves. Ask Jeeves, AltaVista. What are some other search engines? Oh, man. I don't know. Uh, Yahoo. You Yahoo. could use You could use Yahoo. Yeah, yeah. Bing. Bing. Who the fuck That's uses more Bing? That's more recent. I don't know what Bing, Bing. <laughs> Give me a break, Bing. Yeah, Bing. Get out of here. Yeah, go away. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Cause I, I always, I mean, I wasn't ac- I wasn't an academic. I was just considered a class clown goofing around. Yeah, me too. Um, I think it served me well so far. Personality yeah, goes a long I agree. way. Podcast. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. I got to marry my podcast. Yeah, totally. uh, <laughs> yeah, I think personality goes a long way. But I, I, I was always curious because we do have these these great programs where kids are able to, you know, go skiing or go snowboarding and, and do what they and pursue their passions and do well in school too, or yeah. or have the chance to be in school. Um, but I'm always curious if, you know, if we're focusing too much on on that and letting these other guys who want or girls or whatever it is, there's people use the guy, the word term guys, Lucy, but, uh, want to be involved in academics more than they, uh, than say a- athletic sports. And mm-hmm. if they had the chance to, that's great. Yeah, we are what we are. Yeah, Whistler sure. is what it is. Yeah. And I think that a lot of the kids that I've, uh, friends of mine have older kids have gone to school elsewhere. Yeah. Have, have moved I mean, if on. you go to university, you still go to university, other place, like even a small town, you go to university in Guelph or you go to university, UBC or whatever it is. So just because you live here doesn't mean you don't go to university somewhere else. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Um, yeah I and think a lot of kids, I, mean, I would say the majority of kids, not major, I don't know, a lot of kids from this town go to university somewhere else. Right. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the interesting thing is, can that same kid who goes away to school actually decide that they want to live their life in this town? What kind of work back. can they do? Yeah. How do they, how do they call this place home? And it's one of the things that I'd really like to be able to say I helped with, which was, you know, making it a realistic uh, uh, choice for the kids in this town to make Whistler home uh, in the long run. Yeah, because it's very interesting as far as work goes. I mean, I've been here for a long time and I've had a few jobs. um, There's a lot of news, a lot of uh, 
like going on the news about the gig economy right now and like people who have a like contract work and like all these mm-hmm. contracts around town and trying to find work in this town and I realize people are trying to find workers in this town that's a big thing for us mm-hmm. but at a level once you get past a certain level where you want to have a career what are those options in this town for mm-hmm. that right and if uh, you know I, I look at Whistler Black Home and you know you see when the Vale got bought or Vale bought Whistler Black Home and you get you know how many people just laid off and they have to find other work or they do other things or move out of town you know do you see like this is many segment but do you think Vale's they're a big company. What is their interest in keeping people employed in Whistler? I mean, I don't know. Do they do they care? I don't know. Is it? Is it is, I mean, yeah, not the question you answer, but I feel like the op, the people thinking of what well, I mean, I think they want to actually have a, a happy, healthy workforce. Of course. And they need people employed here to actually uh, keep Run their the, business. The, the operation side yeah. uh, uh, moving. Going. And I think that one of the interesting things, I, I, like everything, there's benefits and drawbacks. Right. And I think there's some benefits to them having um, purchased Whistler Blackcomb, and there's some drawbacks. And right. uh, one of the big benefits is that there's room to move in the organization now. Like you can actually go right. and run a ski resort before, where when it was just Whistler Blackcomb, you'd be you'd have to apply just, forever yeah. because. Yeah, right. uh, the Bob Dufour's not going anywhere, <laughs> man. <laughs> still not. <but laughs> He's still driving ski boots, I'm sure. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Um, and then there's there's drawbacks, and right. and the one you point out may well be one. Right. Um, in that maybe some jobs aren't in town anymore, and that's right. tough. It is tough because you want to stay here and do your thing, but uh, I mean, I guess it's like when I lived in Barrie, I couldn't find a job, so I had to leave. Mm-hmm. Barrie's not. It's a great place. When I was desirable, it's here. So it's wanting to stay there was different. But okay. yeah, I, I get All the right. idea of like. What's your problem with Barrie? Nothing anymore. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> not there anymore. Nothing anymore, yeah. <laughs> no, I, well, I never a problem. I just kind of found a job, man. I, like, I graduated college, and I just kind of like, uh, I didn't know what I wanted. So I think I just was like, and there wasn't I, a lot of factories in Barrie, a lot of like things. There was, it was, I'd have to go to Toronto to get like an agency job in mm-hmm. marketing, and I didn't want to do that. I didn't spend much time in Toronto. I don't even, I don't even know how to get around there because I was too young before I moved away. What's Barrie like? Was it on a lake? It's on a lake. It's on Lake Simcoe. It's a pretty. It's actually a fucking cool lake. It's a great lake and stuff. Uh, but it's kind of getting hick now. It's like 140,000 people. But there's like it's like factories. Um, and it was it's pretty, pretty big in like small business and entrepreneur stuff. Like, hmm. um, but a lot of commuters go from Tr- Barrie to Toronto now. So everyone lives in the south end of Barrie and drives to Toronto. And the Highway 400 has just been closed for like two days because some crazy storms. Like it's huge, massive pileups. But it's the just hell like a drive. It's about an hour. Barry to Toronto and people commute. There's the, now it's like an eight lane highway. It's just like people so are professional drivers. So when you were a kid, how many people? Oh, I think when I, I lived out in the sticks for a while, I lived like farmland. I moved into Barry when I was like 18, but I would go to school in Barry. When I lived, I'd take a bus into school. Yeah. It was maybe like 100,000, maybe 80,000 people when I was a kid. Yeah. See, my, Kelowna was like, I don't know, 30 to 10. 50. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And now it's like 170 and it's right. crazy. Kelowna, California. Did you have oh. white sunglasses when you lived there? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You did? Sure. Oh, yeah. Sick. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Bermuda shorts nice. and all kinds of stuff. Like, yeah. and, and the Cologne. flip-flops that were like the thick, flip-flops, the yeah. thick Adidas, like the band, not the flip-flop part, but like the full like slip-on Adidas ones. No, th- that's new school. Back oh. then we had the, um, like there was the Barney flip-flops that were like oh, way too Barney big France. for your foot. They were like, right. yeah. And had the big <laughs> V on them. I had the nerdy Tevas where like you'd strap your ankle into. With socks. So you could run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you get that? So you, can see you wouldn't get beat up by a bully. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, I don't know. What was like growing, growing up in Kelowna? Um, I liked it, but I, when I was done, I left. I, this place is uh, sure. Is yeah, cause I, 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 do you think if you weren't exposed to this place when you were a kid, and you didn't have a family, do you think you'd be here? Maybe probably. Uh, maybe, maybe not. Right? I like I. 
I spent a lot of time in Squamish. Right. Climbing and stuff. Oh, okay, so cool. I probably would have spent some time right. up here. But I, I actually, I probably would have been in Vancouver. Right. You would, have, you would have left Kelowna. For sure. Yeah, okay, yeah. cool, right. It, Kelowna's too hot at night. I, I never ah, could get, fuck. I, could, I couldn't handle That's what Ontario's bad for, man. The humidity. There's no at humidity night. in Kelowna, though, is there? It's not humid. I don't even know what that means. Yeah, I, should, I should don't, figure that don't out. Don't find out. Well, yeah, but if you go to like... I just love Bound. that it's cool here at night yeah. that I can go down to the, uh, I can be hot, like crazy hot all day. Disgust. And then I can go down to the water and stand on the dock at night and it's cool. And yeah. Beautiful I love and that. The yeah. I think when I went to Ontario, I just had bad allergies. I'm a bubble boy. I'll get, if a dog licks my leg, I get a rash. So like, now here's. Well, still cool. animals, but yeah, I don't get the same seasonal allergies. Like pollen's different and everything's different. It's changed. I grew up. Mm-hmm. I think I like, I used to have asthma as a kid and I still have it a bit now, but it's not even close to as bad. So. What do you think Whistler should be and do? Oh, and shit, man. I'm the host. You don't ask me hey, shit. No, no. I want to know that. No. Uh, I get frustrated a lot of stuff. I think the traffic is an issue for sure. Because yeah. living in the south end, trying to get to town, even on a bus, I've seen buses just sit there and park. Oh, yeah. Like I've seen. So, like, if I was on a bus, I wouldn't be able to get to work on time some days. Unless... The, the bus, bus ran all the fucking time. The bus past you and you're yeah. sitting in your car. Because, and the bus stop has changed now. So you can see the bus down there from my from my house. has red lights. Yeah. It used to park here. And oh, now it waits there and no, no one said anything. It wasn't really that communicated very well. So I was waiting here for the bus one day and I was like, why is that bus down there? And then it just took off and then left me here. And I was like, what? See, you are a bus rider. Yeah. Well, yeah. Nice. But I, I, think, I think the traffic is a huge issue. I think that light at Tamarisk there. Yeah. Someone should knock that out of the way because it just makes it. I mean, I, I get people have to cross the road yeah. and stuff, but that well, as soon as I saw that go in, it changed the way traffic. It changed literally changed the way traffic operates in this okay. town. But I think traffic is a huge issue. So, so obviously transportation is big. Yeah. Uh, parking is an issue for me for sure. Um, I'm scared that when we so they, parking how in the village getting to going to the village. So if I were to not take public transit, yeah, and I'd go to park, yeah, um, I'm a I'm a lot eight guy, lot seven guy. Yeah, me too. In Whistler, yeah. um, as I we saw, yeah. When if there's development up there, right, uh, which I'm sure will come yeah. along at some point, then that those all are goals are all gone. I think so that there'll be some sort of sure, park, even, even yeah, if it's half. Yeah. See how busy they are now. People park along the road and they're parking yeah, a lot, yeah. camping else. So even if that goes down to half, then we have issues where it's like, okay, um, even the people who drive here, even if I stop driving, and we take every local, even if every local stops driving to the, to the hill. Okay, can I tell you something that's sure. crazy that no one believes me? No okay. one, no. So we I trust did you. a whole. Okay, but you don't have to believe okay, me. You can right. just. Um, so we did a whole bunch of research on, um, who's on the road during rush hour. Yeah. So during ski rush, Sunday afternoons, all that kind of stuff. And whenever I tell this to 45% of the cars on the road are local people taking right. their kids back from skiing sure. or whatever. Okay. Uh, or, uh, um, and our expectation is damn tourists, like filling up the roads. Like they're just taking an easy all the spots on the road. Yeah. But Actually, it's us. Like right. we're a big part of of who's on congestion. You're not in traffic. You are traffic. traffic right. I am traffic. I experience the frustration of being traffic. Yeah, and I get it for sure. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I, I guess the the point being, um, we if you were to take every local off the road, you're wrong. If you were to take fifty percent of the cars off the road, okay. all of a sudden all of our problems would be fixed. Right. I'm not imagining that we're going to do that anytime soon, but that's why if you did have robust transit, you could address some of right. the problems because you don't need 50%. If you were to get 5%, there'd be a significant right. difference. If you were to get 7%, right. it would, there'd be a significant difference. Yeah, I didn't know that. I mean, I guess, yeah, I, I guess I, 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 I 
I believe you for sure. You do? That. Yeah, I do. Okay. Because well. I mean, my roommate and I drive every like almost every day. So I get there's two of us that are driving different cars yeah. to town, you know? Yeah. He goes to pick up his kid and I go to town whenever and yeah. do some work or whatever. But, um, so, okay, well, there's for me, so there's traffic. No matter yeah. who's in the traffic, we got to, yeah. uh, and I get there's yeah. solutions that, that people aren't going to like, but it's going to w- help fix things yeah. for sure. Um, parking, um, whether it's residential parking or whether it's in the village parking, I get that. Um, you know, I think. Uh, Do you have you ever bought a parking pass? Yeah, when I worked at Lululemon, I bought a parking pass in the parking lot. I love it. We but we it's legit, man. It was like thirty bucks a month Inn. or whatever, exactly. fifty bucks a month. Oh, you're in the Holiday Inn. Yeah, it's baller. The best what do you mean? Parking and it's like fifty bucks a month. That's it. Yeah, holiday. It's not the Holiday Inn. Is it the Holiday? Inn? Either way, it's under the hotel, right? And it's yeah. the best. Under the is it Pan Pacific? That's right now. Is that the Pan Pacific? There? Where is it? Like yeah, under, under the bridge. The pan, like under yeah. the bridge. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Under the bridge downtown. Right. Downtown. Where I downtown Whistler. Is there's there's a downtown. No, I was just singing uh, Red yeah. Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, right. Okay, yeah. cool. Uh I just thought you'd join in, we'd sing the song <laughs> and then be like <laughs> We can do that as like a as a sp- we can do that as like um a hidden hidden track. Okay, like an Easter egg. Yeah, for sure, yeah. Um so I think that's I think that for me traffic and parking, I think parking is an issue, but I also think housing too, because I have friends who are trying to find places to live and trying to live places and stuff and um you know, I guess that's a huge issue and I just I always see um people are kind of concerned about it and paying a lot of money and like a thousand bucks just to live to have a bed in one house or in one room a mm-hmm. share room and i know that some of those stories are pretty are maybe not everywhere but um i think that the crunch makes you know housing not affordable so the idea of working on housing is great i think everyone wants it to happen tomorrow yeah you know so it's hard and i, I would love it if it happened tomorrow but it, i know it, i know it's hard um i think we need uh for those people that have been here for three weeks to mm-hmm. two years mm-hmm. i think we need more dorm yeah. housing because um if you're going to uh, move into town and we can have something more centrally located so that you mm-hmm. don't have to have a vehicle and you can ski to work yeah. you can ride your bike to work you can i think it'll be a big change and, and so i'm excited that Vale's agreed to build yeah. another dormitory cool those things are s- th- we, we need the full compendium of housing we need like i just moved in three weeks ago and i and i need to find a home that's sane and i'm not stacked with people on top of me all the way up to, you know, me and my partner having a kid and we want to call this home forever. And there's sort of, um, all manner of product that fits from, from, right. Everyone has a right to a nice place to live and be able to afford it. So So I guess my other question is, 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 uh, is wages. Um, and if we're not going to fix that housing anytime soon, or we can't fix it anytime soon, the wages aren't going to help anybody get a place to live. So if we free up housing, housing gets cheaper, then wages become less of an issue. I think, but there's still an issue in general. So I think, which I think that uh, I've always thought that if we, if this town, uh, that's why 80, you know, a target of 75%, that makes uh, some sense and yeah. stay on top of it and keep going after it and, and be aggressive right now mm-hmm. to, to, to maybe catch up a bit is important. Um, but I also think businesses need to step up and, and yeah, pay more for sure. because I, I, I frankly feel like I, when, when I was, one of my staff sat me down once and said, what you're paying us right now, like y- you realize what it costs to live in this town. And what mm-hmm. you're paying us right now means that we're either going into credit card debt or we're calling our parents in Australia to, right. to send money. Um, and when I actually had that conversation about eight years ago, I, that was compelling to me. Right. And I feel like it is like business owners don't want to, think of themselves as um, an issue living off of their employees 
sort of poverty. I was gonna say lack of return poverty. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, they want they want to think that 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 they're giving people you know gainful employment that can really kind of cause a a, a a life to sure to, to grow out of it. And so I think it, it, the conversation about wages is an important conversation. For sure. Because I mean, also there's wages, there's lack of staff, so they're paying. They're actually being forced to pay a bit more to have the staff that are in town. Yeah. If there was an abundance of staff, people wouldn't be getting paid at all. Yeah. Well, they'd be getting paid, but they'd be like, "Well, we don't need to pay you because there's somebody at the door knocking." Mm-hmm. Right now, they're like, "We're knocking on our door to get you to come in to pay you." Mm-hmm. And I think they're trying to they're trying to reluctantly giving these bit of a benef- benefits, but then passing it on to you know, the consumer who needs to buy their wares or whatever it is mm. because the person who owns this place is paying giant rents in their place and probably has pretty high leverage in their home because they moved here thinking they could just make money and come into town. So I think there's And it like makes it more affordable, unaffordable for the employee. It's interesting. The yeah. You need to pay more in wage, so you increase the cost of a burger, which you you pass on to the customer, customer who is often a visitor from out of town who can afford it, but it also is... Uh, the person who works next door in a clothing store yeah. um, who has just lost the affordability of, of, of their the dinner. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a complicated puzzle. It's a tough one, man. Like I remember when I worked for us Lock and we'd fight for good wages and stuff all the time. My boss was great. You know, she really stuck it out, stuck her neck out for us stuff in the PR department there. And, um, but I think it was different back then. I mean, it was only like eight years ago, but, um, I think that is a, an issue. And I think it, it does, it does, isn't just one solving when you solve one issue, it kind of dominoes into the next. So you pay your staff 20 bucks an hour. Yeah. That burger is now I mean, burgers are 15 bucks pretty much in general around here. But I mean, if you now it's 19 bucks, right? Mm-hmm. And then that 20 bucks, that's an, you have to work an hour to have a, have a meal, mm-hmm. right? And I get it. I mean, we live in a town. Everyone's like, you got to have the, you know, the luxury tax of living here. But uh, there is some onus on, on the employers for sure to do that. Mm-hmm. But I, I think, yeah, they're like, if we do that, it makes, it trickles down to them having to pay their bills too, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think people just need to, would you rather have a little drop in profits or like by 10% or be stubborn and then maybe have to close twice a week because you can't get staff to do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I've seen when that happened with Samurai and Creekside in places they just had to yeah. close like midweek and they couldn't do it. But I think wages is, is, is for the small businesses, I think wages are something that people can think about. But I think when like someone like Vail or these big companies who are, who are I guess Vail is the biggest one, but they don't, they probably don't, I know it's Whistler Blackcomb's HR department that, you know, probably deals locally with their staff. But decisions made by big corporations to save, you know, pennies on the dollar by doing these small incremental cuts or whatever that's where the biggest thing is because mr Blackcomb's like the biggest employer in town mm-hmm. right so if they're gonna if they aren't on the forefront of it mm-hmm. why would anybody else feel the same way mm-hmm. like if they're gonna mm-hmm. charge i guess the most majority don't buy a day ticket but when you think about that compared to a wage compared to the people that are coming to town compared to what a like splits should char- should pay their staff mm-hmm. it doesn't it doesn't equal the math is shit mm-hmm. it's you really know, shit I, it's not a it's not just a housing problem. It's not just a transportation There's problem. It's things. just not an affordability problem. That's why it's so complicated. And that's yeah. why I think you got a tough one job, of the man. most important, well, <laughs> but one of the most important yeah. things is get everybody around the table. Yeah, for sure. Because I, I've, I felt like, yeah, there is a conversation to have with Vail. And I think that they're yeah. willing to have that conversation. Yeah. I, I think, yeah, sorry. Go w- ahead. No, no, you. That What's with that? That looks like exciting. Yeah. So I saw on Facebook, there's this Whistler Workers Alliance meeting. It was a, it was a hunter gatherer. And it was like, um, oh, it was like this Whistler. There, it was. It was on face, Facebook. Whistler twenty Whistler Winter page. Okay. That I've lost my wallet four times oh a day. Yeah, page. Fuck, I've, it's so I'm funny. I'm out. I Dude, can't do it anymore. Makes that's me laugh. Too much. Uh, my roommate. Because most of it is lost wallets. Yeah. yeah. Or like, do you know this person? Yeah. With like, who? Anyone know this mung bean? Yeah, and you're like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But so it's hard. Yeah, but there was this thing I saw, and it was this. It's there. It was this Whistler Workers Alliance, and it's new. 
and they're trying to get local staff to form together. Maybe to like I'm, unionize? Yeah. You haven't seen this? No, no. Jack, what are you doing? You're the mayor, man. I'm just not on Facebook yeah, enough, no, I good. guess. I will get back on Facebook. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but yeah, Facebook. get back on that joyous occasion that is when you watch the Wizard Winter page. Fuck, it's so funny. People are idiots. Uh, but people are truly trying to fix things. I, I think they're trying every angle because they're not getting through to people. Like mm-hmm. the, the, sta- the locals are... And locals, I, d- I don't mean... I'm not just saying locals. I mean anybody who's working here seasonally or not mm-hmm. trying to get through to, to, the local, to, the, to the businesses, to the bigger businesses like Whistler Blackham that things need to change. Um, I don't have the answers. These people have the answers, but they need more... They start off with, we need more money, mm-hmm. right? And so um, it does involve a lot more things, just giving somebody more money. But there is this Whistler Workers Alliance thing that's popped up that I saw. I don't know a lot about it. I didn't read about it because I, um, I don't need to. Trust Facebook. Yeah. Well, but it's real. And they, so I saw they were, at, they were gathering at Hunter Gatherer as like was their first meeting. That's, that's um, uh, appropriate. That yeah. they're gathering yeah. at Hunter Gatherer. At a place that charges a lot of money for food. Well, no, that, uh, <laughs> that's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. I'm saying they're gathering at Hunter Gatherer. Yeah. yeah. They should so be I'm gathering just, at like, they should be going like, gathering like McDonald's or something like that, where at least it's, you can get a No, burger. no, I'm saying gather, oh, gather. Yeah, the right. The words gather. Right. No, I right. get that. It was not a good joke. No, I. Uh, I. It's a serious business, Jeff. Yeah, I apologize. <laughs> I'm <just> joking. I apologize. <laughs> no. I don't, yeah, no, I I think that, that like I say, it's a, it's a multifaceted sure. challenge. And I think the prob- the one thing that from my perspective actually um, will uh, make um, a difference is uh, working through the businesses in our community and advocating for them to actually step up and, and, sure. and, and, and raise wages. It worked for me. Like it, it, it's talking to your boss. It's talking to the company that you're, that you're working with it. Right. Like you did right. talk to your, your um, supervisor and, 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 and discuss what it means to actually pay right. a livable wage. Yeah. I think that's a good discussion to have. What it's does it fair, mean? fair, man. Is, like what it's does a living wage actually mean? Yeah. Dan Wilson at the Whistler Center for Sustainability yep. um, has, a, um, has actually put together what the basket of goods that you need um, to be able to purchase with... Um, uh, what what then is the living wage? So wow. I need to be able to um, have some recreation. I need to be able to have my housing, my transportation, by bus pass, by uh, park pass, all, all those kind of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then what does it require me to make in order to um, right. have that basket of goods? And that's something that we looked at 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 my company was okay. So what does it actually take for someone to be able to? Like, what is that annual wage for that? Six it, fifty grand a year, forty fifty forty thirty. I don't know. Like. I don't know what the number is. It was. It's actually not as. It's also fiscal responsibility because none of them have savings in them. So the 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 the, it's something like eighteen bucks an hour or something like that, and a forty-hour work week. Yeah, which which I think a lot of us are. (laughs) Yeah, especially in summers, people don't want to. No, but it's also it's also that fiscal responsibility, and I'm not putting it on the person who doesn't make enough money to do that. But if you make enough money and you're and you're complaining, you don't make enough money because you you know we're at garfs to whatever that's you gotta Why have it, everybody always blames garfs because like no one ever says like serious trouble in the years <laughs> i've been here i've walked through those doors with good intentions and left okay but no one says that you went to bills like they always blame no everybody blame, blames garfs yeah okay. sorry garfs you guys are fucking awesome <laughs> i actually had a good time there i saw the beat nuts there a long time ago it was awesome but they're all too short to see above the crowd really yeah they're all like well i don't know like they're old dudes you couldn't see them Huh. Their stage isn't big enough. They're all like, you can just see like Bob and Head. It's super funny. Well, now you just took another shot at Garth's. Their stage isn't big enough. 
Yeah, I know, but I went there. I liked it. It was okay, awesome. They right. had the beat nuts. The beat nuts are legitimate, like old school. Okay. They played those guys. Um, all right. Sorry, Garfs. I don't mean, I I didn't, don't mean to. I didn't go, go to. You. Well, Tommy's have been close for a while. I couldn't use them. I know. I just put Yeah, yeah. I'm I just, just yeah. Garfs get shit on a bunch. Garfs takes a ton of heat. Yeah, that's and what I'm saying. Because Garf people, people should. Anyway, the idea of that and along with a small bit of fiscal responsibility could help a lot of people too, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just being able to like manage your money yeah. and don't lose your phone every fucking two days. Yeah, and because then I would maybe start paying attention to Facebook more. If people <laughs> stop lo- losing their, their phones, st- yeah, uh, credit cards, stuff right? Like that. The cool thing I like about that Facebook page, people do get help. You know, it's like, hey, I did that lost this, unless they found yeah. it. It's like I'm looking for rides somewhere, everything else. It's cool. Um, I'm not. I, I I don't have any problem with yeah. social media. I think. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. It's, so it's, it's you, I see. You, I just try to follow you on Instagram. Oh, I've used yeah, 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 I Don't yeah. worry, it'll get better. Cool. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not saying you need to. I'm just saying I started following uh, you. It needs to. Um, yeah. And yeah, I don't use Twitter much either. I use it for news. I don't really use it much, it's, but I feel like I would, I look, I look for things like what you would post on Twitter. Like that's what I use Twitter for is like what's going on in, in the yeah, world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Our little bubble of wisdom. That's what I want. I, 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 I was doing, when I was doing it lots, I was doing it cause I was so straight out of Crompton, meeting. right? It, well, it was or something. You just straight out of Crompton was the, um, uh, remember what was that website called that Michelle LaRue put together? It was wicked. Uh, Van Hoover is awesome. Whistler no. is awesome. Whistler is awesome, and, right? Yeah. And I was I was writing an article every week. Yeah, right. Yeah. Crompton, which is, I don't know who gave that to me. Whether it was you or Brad, was it you? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't want to say it aloud, but yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. I didn't. I didn't, so even know, I didn't even know you. I just thought your name sounded cool. I was like, I started Crompton. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that was actually going to be the name of those uh, episodes where I was interviewing cool. Whistlerites. Was yeah. going to be Whistler. It was straight out Crompton. Anyway. Yeah. Um, I don't know where we're going here, but yeah, whatever. We're we've been doing this like an hour and a bit now. Yeah, yeah, good. It's cool. Um, I wanna so um, I appreciate all this this chat we're having. It's really, really, really great. It's candid. Um, but um, this is a casual show. Yeah, I just wanna ask, like, so you're going away. Maybe some personal stuff. You're going. You're leaving. When are you leaving to go to Calgary? Where did you say you're going? Red Deer, Red Deer, Alberta. Yeah, I'm going to cheer on Team BC. Cool. My, My daughter. Uh, Maggie and her friend Juliet are on Team BC for snowboard slope style. And nice, so, man. That's cool. Yeah. Arena, all like the arena snow parks yeah. are all out there. Oh, Lucas Ouellette yeah, and yeah, Steve. Yeah, yeah, cool. Nice, man. Those guys and are so rad. so they built out this crazy course in the middle of Red cool. Deer, which that's is kind of fun. Really, eh? Yeah. That's pretty cool. Is that, is that new? They haven't done it before in Red Deer. Is this a new thing in Red Deer right now? No, it can, it's the, sorry, it's Canada Winter Games. So Canada Winter Games is every four years. Is it in Red Deer? All the time? Yeah, no, no, no. no. It, so it's yeah. next year, next year. Four years from now, it's in PEI. Right. And so... Um, uh, PEI, fuck. I know. it's. I don't know where they're going to drive in there. The, <laughs> I'm not going. I, right. I you're going to wait for an ice storm and just build it on snowbanks. No, I hope my kid's old enough to not be going to Canada Winter Games right. in yeah. four years. Right. Anyway, so um, yeah, we're going to go and cheer on cool, TBC man. Slope Style. That must be cool. I don't have kids. But it must be cool to see what you're like. You live in a town where your kid gets to like enjoy what the town offers and like yeah. it, the fruits of its labor are going to say, yeah. and you get to watch them excel in it. It must be super cool. Yeah. It's, it's been it's freaking been really out. Fun. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, we were, um, down at, we go every year down to Mount Baker for the Baker Bank. Banks long, yeah. and it's, and everyone camps out in RVs and it's, I heard uh, it's a great time there. My roommate's been a few times. He says, awesome. you need to go. Like I'm a skier, but I want to check it out. No, I'm scared too. Okay. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I go. Yeah, that's cool. And they let you, they let you ski. The people that run it are all skiers. Like the owners of Baker are, right, right skiers i want to go check it out it'd be cool i think it's cool though just like like i said but having your kid be able to like enjoy like excel in what this town's about and be like and you can just go watch them snowboard and do what they love to do mm-hmm. and it's something you love to do with ski or snowboard just be on snow mm-hmm. i think it's cool that you get to watch that and then 
have some Excel in a place like Red Deer. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be and, and our whole my wife Carolyn, her whole family's in Alberta, so they're all gonna. Oh yeah. Come to Red. So there Deer. must be other Whistlerites going. You must. Do you guys care? Are you like kind of? Finn you, Feinstone's there. Yeah, yeah. Jaden Chalmers there, right. and True Smith is. I just saw there. Feinstone said his kid got accepted into something in like Sweden or some other place. I don't know. I don't. So he got invited to some contest somewhere. Well, the I think that's the. Um, it's bigger. It's bigger than I don't know this. It's where you like all of the board show up and they like teach you how to talk to the media. Oh, really? They teach you how to look good with your. I don't oh, know. cool. Nice. Yeah. Speaking of looking good, you got a you're a you're a tenant there in that white outfit, the Rocket Man, Jesse Millen. Jesse Millen, yeah, Millen. Yeah. yeah. You got any shady stories on that guy? Didn't I don't know. He, he's, he's a good dude. Oh, he is the best tenant. I've, he's been there for a long yeah, time. Yeah, for sure, and yeah, for sure. He's been through all kinds of different living arrangements. Yeah. And throughout it all, he is a he is a hard rock. Like he's yeah. there. He That's just cool. does yeah. not give up. He takes care of us. That's cool. Yeah, yeah man, I like that guy. He's we good. like him through, you know, various different dogs. He's yeah, his dog's going through trouble right now, I think. Really? Yeah, I just saw it on Instagram. He's something Driggs happens Driggs is having trouble. Oh no. Yeah, kinda sad. I don't know what I just saw it on Instagram. Um so shout out to Jesse. Hope your dog's doing well, buddy. Yeah. Um he's a good man. I like yeah, him. He's cool for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um I don't. I wish I had a. That would be a. I'd love Dude, I'd call would, him out right now. I would love if you to did, tell a story. Burn him. Yeah. I wish. <laughs> I don't <laughs> have any good stories. <laughs> yeah, no, that's cool. <laughs> Although I thought like driving around the kicking horse. Van, I worked with him for a bit. He hired you? me. Yeah. Yeah, I used to help him. I always lug. thought that was a bit of a like like a a mission. Like he was driving all over Western Dude. Canada. And did you see the the size of those those Orion or those big coolers they had? Oh yeah. No, it was it like was 20 of them and they're full of ice and uh-huh. that guy's it's actually in good shape. And I was like, yeah. I'm like, okay, but whatever. Dude, those things were like, there was like four dead bodies in those things. It felt like they're so heavy, man. It was brutal. But it was a big truck. Yeah. And then, yeah, it was, you know, one of those um, sprinter vans. Yeah. All with the kicking horse. It was like the, the guy who owns kicking horse. I guess it had just gotten bought by Lavaza or Lazo. Oh, the yeah. big. Uh, yeah. And that was. Do you know, I was in uh, Nepal and we were like. Hiking up to Everest Base Camp, yeah, um, for my dad's I don't know 65th birthday. Me and my three brothers and my dad, and we're, and there's a Lavaza coffee shop like maybe one town from really Everest Base Camp. People live so high in this world, like on the tops of mountains, and run coffee shops. And you could like buy pop or a hamburger. Isn't the coffee from like down the hill from them though? Like when I don't, I don't know. they grow up here, coffee at elevation. It didn't look like it's just snow, man. It's <laughs> right. Yeah. Not going to be there, right? Yeah, yeah. Fair. yeah, that's cool. Yeah, well, like they, they're a huge company, I guess, and they they bought Kicking Horse. So then, but that van Jesse was in, Kicking Horse just rented it from a buddy that worked, like the guy who owned Kicking Horse, the lady who owned it. I guess just had a friend who had a Sprinter van, and it went away somewhere. So they just rented it from him and put a wrap on it. Mm-hmm. It, was kind of, it had like bike racks inside that were taken out. And it, the matte black. Yeah, it was pretty cool was, looking for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but he drove that thing. He'd be just driving. He's kind of a bully with it. Oh, because it's so big. Yeah, he'd just be like, I'm driving. He's like, we'd get to the place. He'd be like, I'm just parking right here. He'd get like frustrated. <laughs> because we had to carry 500 pounds of coffee in and out of this place. We couldn't park close half the time. But one day we went to, um, we were at the Kids Fest. Uh-huh. They let Kicking Horse activate in Kids Fest. <laughs> so we were in Whistler. Here. Yeah, so we're in Whistler. I'm like, why? Is, I'm like, parents don't even want the, parents probably want the coffee. But kids, I'm like, why are we, we got flags up and we're like, we're at Kids Fest. Like Maybe like parents are just like overwhelmed. Gave me that shit. Yeah. yeah, we were pumping it up. We were handing out cans for sure. See, yeah, good job. Yeah, but yeah, it was, yeah, he hired me for. It. it was good. It was fun. That's um, the one. The, actually, the one thing about Millen, he's never home. No, he's always out. That guy has so much energy. And yeah, and and he's always like working out or yeah. or doing whatever. Like yeah. he's 
He's on fire. He's taking a lot. care of himself. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he's a firefighter. See if, oh no, summer firefighter. Him yeah, yeah. and yeah, Jake. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know who Bauer. Jake, I don't know who Jake Bauer is, but no, Jake Bauer. I don't think so. Maybe by face. Jake and Josh, like twin brothers. They're like. Uh, come on. Shaved head guys. No, different guys. I don't know. Sorry, Jake and they're like brother. buddies with Ben and buddies with Melon. They're oh, like, I just never. I don't know. I just never see them. I don't know. They're like they're surrounding you. They're friends with all your friends. <laughs> Probably, I do. My my mind is mashed. I don't okay. know from right. smashing in the dirt a few years ago. Okay. Um, but uh, at, at Galbraith. Yeah. I saw you. Do you remember this? I saw you like the day after. Really? Or the day before? You're taking the bike down to. You no, went I, went, I was it going up, to pick it up. You yeah. went and rode it. Yeah. To get some. Yes. Yeah, Shh, man. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I went and rode it, and I, I yeah. was I went to visit some friends and ride it, and I was bringing it. I was coming home. Yeah, coming home. You saw me. Well, you if you saw me after, I would have been mangled. You were. Was that a neck brace? I would have been a neck brace when you saw me. I didn't get a neck brace till three days after the accident because I got. You trans- were you were in. in was, I, was I with like Leishman and my friend Kim going to the hospital or something? And yeah, whatever, it's like know. five years ago. It man. was a long time. But I was beat up when you saw me. Yeah. Yeah. So. I didn't know I had a, a broken neck till like I had gone to Vancouver two days later after I came back from Vancouver. Maybe I saw you between the neck brace. You probably excited three days, two days between the neck brace before anybody knew I had a broken neck. Man. Yeah. Did you halo it? No, I had that thing right there. That thing, you see that in the shrine, that green thing? So, oh. yeah, it was just a, it was like, a, I didn't have a halo, no. That, cause that's a shrine? Well, I don't know. That's all I got, man. <laughs> it's <laughs> all right. I'm not saying that. Yeah, no, it's not enough. a shrine. It's more of like a don't go near that thing again. Okay, yeah. But no, I had that on for four months. I had an occipital condyle fracture. So it's at the base of your skull. I think you chipped the base of your skull or whatever. But super volatile. You can turn your head and just like hit the ground. I didn't know. And I had this oh, big lump man. on the back of my neck. And they didn't catch it in um, Bellingham. And like they stitched me up and my nose is all mangled. And I had like a La Forte fracture, they call it. So like my all up here was broken off. Just floating around in my face. And my jaw was just located. My, all these teeth are fake. And then uh, my nose was broken. And I had, um, yeah, my whole cheeks were... It's like super sharp up here, but I got metal plates in my face because my face fell apart. And the helmet was ripped in half. Um, and was it a gnarly? I don't feature? even know. You don't uh, know what you're doing. Oh, the feature is now different because it was like, say, this was a ramp, the ca- the counter. And then there was like maybe a four foot gap, and then the landing. I think I was I just didn't make the landing. I hit the back of the gap. I think with your f- face. front tire. Well, yeah, my front tire, my face. Uh, but then yeah, they didn't know I had a broken neck till I got to Vancouver, and I went there like two days later because they were like transferring around and stuff and. All of a sudden, they came running the room and sandbagged me, tied me down, so you have a you know broken neck, so don't move for a while. Then I went. Oh, just, so they they did the that thing Belling? just flashed. Are, you, are we done? Oh, I don't know. Let's see. Um, so they um. All right, it's time for you to go to bed. Okay, that's good. <laughs> good night, yeah, Proctor. Yeah, yeah, sleep, man. Good night, Proctor. Yeah. Um. So they yeah they did all the X-rays in Vancouver didn't or in Bellingham didn't catch it. So. So you're in there. I'm not feeling well. They take an X-ray, and then all of a sudden, the, in you know, Vancouver, people like cruise in there and be like, lay down. Yeah, they did because it's really hard to catch the X-ray. They have to X-ray through your through your mouth. And I guess they didn't do that. They didn't because I was walking, moving around. They didn't think about a broken neck when I was in Bellingham, and I was still kind of conscious, but I just didn't have any memory of like, it's only like five hours missing of my, of my of my day. Um, but then I went to the hospital in Bellingham. They stitched up my lip here, gave me some bandages, X-rayed me, said, yeah, you got a concussion. Your face is mashed. We can't do anything for you here. I said, where are you staying? I'm like, I'm at the O'Connell Lodge. Um, he said, we'll go back there and go to Whistler in the morning, get your friends to drive you. And no one took really, there wasn't that, it wasn't like, there was no sense of urgency. So but I, they knew your, all your, everything knew, was smashed. They knew, I had a, they knew my face was mangled for sure. Um, and then I got to 
my friends came and got me at the border, switched off cars, drove me to Whistler, went to Whistler. They were like, yeah, you are fucked up. But they said, go to Vancouver in the morning. So even Whistler didn't do any, they couldn't, they didn't catch the broken neck until I went to Vancouver the next morning. So I came back here and slept on my couch. I, I couldn't eat, I couldn't anything. I couldn't chew, I couldn't do shit. And then I got to Vancouver. I went to emergency. My buddy Jeff came down with me. And then I was in a room. They were like, yeah. And they could take my teeth and just move them around. My whole top teeth were just like, it was in one piece. They just moved the whole, like, like a denture, but it wouldn't leave my face. And then uh, they found, I had a big swollen bump back here. And I couldn't, like, every time I got off the bed, I had to hold my head to go and get a Kleenex or whatever. I, I was in a room by myself for an hour. And they came in. And all of a sudden, they came. I had x-rays. They came in. They were like, you need to not move anymore. And I was like, cool. I've been getting up and walking around since two days ago. So what did, the, did that, what does that made you think about the sports we do here and the way we do them? That, like, does it make you ask questions? Uh, if I think I had a memory of it, probably if I, if I, if I recalled what happened, of all the recovery. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I mountain bike every day. I mean, I still on every day, but I love it probably more than I did probably because I don't have that image of the accident in my head. But yeah, I think people, you can get mangled, man, for sure. I mean, Mike Shaw, you know, mm-hmm. those guys like that, he can, you know, he's, he's lucky to be alive too, mm-hmm. right? And he's got a bit more, um, a lot more going on than I, than mm-hmm. I do. I've recovered pretty well. I was lucky. I don't like to use the word luck, but yeah. Uh, the sports we do, man, everybody's got their chance. You can, I could, I mean, it sounds dumb, but I get on a bus and get an accident, I get in a plane, get in an accident, I can drive yeah. and get in an accident. I don't think lightning's going to strike twice in this regard to me anyway. But yeah, um, yeah I, I'm more concerned with <laughs> the healthcare system and the lack of a, the due diligence isn't there in, mm-hmm. some, in some places. Some, and my surgeon was amazing for sure. Mm-hmm. Like I had six hours of surgery. I had, they cut my head open and pulled it off and they fixed it all. And I had 40 stables at the top of my head to fix it all. Do you look any different? I have, my nose looks like, my, my nose is way bigger. And my, I, it, that actually does bother me. I have an issue with the way I look a bit, little bit because it's about five millimeters off. My nose is a bit bigger um, than it used to be. Uh, it was big to begin with, um, but uh, a little bit different. I've been more of like a droopy face. I have more of um, like a resting bitch face kind of maybe. I don't know. But uh, everyone, look, everyone says he looks normal. But if you see me, if you didn't know me before, you wouldn't think I was ever in an accident. Mm-hmm. That's true. But if I look at a picture side by side, I can tell. You tell. And yeah. probably you're like... You're People can tell, family. but nobody... It doesn't bother me anymore. But for me, yeah, it took me a while to get over, to deal with it. I'm not over it, but it took me a while. It took me a while to just be, be comfortable with it. Yeah. 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 It's five millimeters off, right? You spend 35 years of your life looking at yourself one way and yeah, it goes yeah, one yeah. millimeter. All of a sudden, everything's yeah. different. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I'm more concerned about my uh, brain health as I get older. A bit more scattered, a bit more like stumbling on words and stuff. So I try to talk more and try to like take more time to read and do things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, mean, I still mountain bike all the time. I'm still I, I think I'd rather like think about parenting and stuff like that. I'd rather have my kids out riding bikes, snowboarding, skiing, playing sports than, you know, sitting at home on a couch playing video games all the time. Yeah. And, and, and so you deal with some risk wherever you find that risk, whether yeah. it is at home sitting playing video games or yeah. out skiing and, and mountain biking. And I think I prefer the one to the other. I think you risk missing experiences more totally. than, than, than danger itself. Yeah. You know, I think risking, um, uh, I mean, people do really well playing video games. You can make millions of dollars doing it. You know, yeah. I think monsters highest paid endorsed athlete is a video gamer. No way. Yeah. And it's going to like, they play Call of Duty at X Games now. That's huge, <laughs> no. right? Yeah. At X Games? Yeah, there's a Call of Duty. There used to be. And I don't know if it was last year, but there's an X Games at Call of Duty. Huh. You made ten, and they have like huge arenas where like. Yeah, you could, I knew about that. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but I mean, you, you would never make that much money being a mountain biker. If you were as good as, if you comparably as good, I don't think you ever make as much money being a mountain biker. Brandon Semenuk doesn't make as much as a. Uh, no yeah. way. Yeah. I, I, well, I don't know for sure, but I would guess not. 
But, oh, I'm for sure. Right. But yeah, I don't know. I think there's experiences in both. I mean, I play video games sometimes in the morning to get my brain going before I start work. Nothing against video. My, no, no. my, my point is more all day, I, every day. I feel like the, and that that's a good sort of corrective to think through. But from my perspective, I'd rather have my kids go after what they love and being in the mountains and actually experience everything that this place is mm-hmm. uh, than I would uh, have them stay home because I'm afraid that they might hurt themselves. Oh, they right. probably, you know, and have already, my kids have hurt themselves and dealt with all kinds of tough things. And I've hurt myself, you know, like this, uh, this arm's all mangled from rugby and it, <laughs> and it, and it, and it hurts now, right. but I wouldn't give up those like 12 years of like loving what I was yeah, doing. Making and, friends, yeah, making friends, relationships, traveling, yeah, totally, you know, getting hurt, yeah. getting hurt, pain threshold, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You learn a lot. I think when you get hurt, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, everything's got its own merit of what's good and bad. Like I think even video games is part-time are good for you and everything else. You can learn a bit of hand-eye mm-hmm. coordination stuff and like problem solving, but yeah, so does mountain biking. And so does, you know, dodging trees and people on the road and everything else or whatever. So Setting yeah. And doing podcasts. Yeah, man. I don't think if I didn't live in Whistler, I don't think I would, if I didn't do what I'm doing now, I don't think my path, I don't think I'd be doing a podcast. You know, these small little changes you make or these little decisions you make. Mm-hmm. If I didn't leave Barry, I don't think I'd be, I'm going to do a podcast. We can talk to you, but like, what did you do at the factory today, Bill? What'd you build? <laughs> you know, who cares? Yeah. I went swimming at Lake factory Simcoe, cast. Man. Yeah. 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 I got E. coli because there's too many people in the lake. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that happens here. Is too, it that there. busy in the summer? Oh yeah. It gets really busy down there. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's like, lake, it's the only really lake in Barry, and it's like, it's a pretty packed beach. So I mean, it's no busier than going to Rainbow on a hot day. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just smaller. Are you here forever? Uh, maybe. I mean, I've been for 15 years. I haven't thought of, I think I'm moving now and again, but I'm like, well, where would you go? I don't know. I, I, I thought about if I ever got a job somewhere, I would want to go to like London or New York. If yeah, I was, yeah, if yeah. I was going to move to a city, yeah. I wouldn't go back to Toronto. I wouldn't go to, I wouldn't go to Vancouver. I'd maybe go to like, like a big city, you know, like San Francisco, some, LA. Yeah. New you know, York. something where it's like totally different, you know, but I think I love New York. I've been there a bunch of times. I'd love to, I, if I could afford to live, you got to make 200 grand a year to even have a, like mm. to really enjoy, I would imagine what New York's like. Mm. Um, I've been head down to a couple of times. I've gone there for interviews and stuff. And to um, New York City. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, but I didn't, didn't get the job. But um, I think I look over. I think I look qualified online. And when I get there, like, oh, this guy's just a dude. <laughs> Cut your hair. <laughs> Not anymore. Cut your dude. Yeah. Cut <laughs> your hair, you dude. Uh, yeah. But yeah, no, I, 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 I think I'm here. I mean, I still love skiing. I think my passion for skiing has waned a bit, but mountain biking has filled that gap. And mm-hmm. um, just being here is awesome. Like I, I built a life here in the past 15 yeah. years. So, like, And my, my buddy Jeff, we, we went to high school together back in Ontario. I think I got a stone for the first time. We were like 13. We've been friends. And now you're here. Yeah, yeah. He, he moved out here before I did. But um, yeah, he lives up the street. So we hang out all the time. Huh. Yeah. So I think I'm here for a while. And I, I assume you are. Yeah, I can't, I can't imagine going yeah. anywhere else. But at the same as you, like it, when we go on holidays, we don't go to... Well, we do. We go to Big White and Red yeah, and stuff like sure. that to chase contests. But yeah. if we were going on a family trip, we'd go to Portland or Seattle yeah. or or, or uh, San Francisco because yeah. we want to be in a city where there's energy. And yeah. I, I think I really love learning. And I think if I, you know, 25 years from now had kind of finished what I'm doing here, I might spend a couple years in Boston or New York just learning to Tokyo or something, man. It's so cool. Like, yeah, I think just, it's just the, the idea, you know, there's, there's a, there's a bit of, um, like that allure of New York and those big cities where it's like, Oh, like the, the, just this idea of living in a big city and just seeing the awe of what's being, what's around you. is kind of cool. It is industrial for sure. But it's just that 
contrast. Mm-hmm. I think that's what we, 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 a lot of people here, you, you, you get used to it and you want that contrast to keep you grounded as to why you're here. Yeah. You know, but I would move to a big city if it was worth it mm-hmm. and the job was cool. Yeah. I don't know what jobs are cool anymore. I don't really like working. <laughs> but hopefully this like it turns into I Joe, would love Joe it, Rogan. I would love it. I I could sit your I could How much does Joe Rogan make on his podcast? I've heard there's an average of like thirty thousand dollars a podcast. That's it what has I've heard. To be more than that. Yeah, but average. So Someone, some there's no way he I don't know. I have he has to make more than yeah, that. Yeah, I don't know. I, How many I, does he do? He's done a thousand? He's done like twelve hundred or something. He's been here for nine years. Yeah, he also says he has huge sponsors, right? I don't know. I that's what I've heard. Because some do does some do more or less, right? But he does like four a week. So if you do four a week, you make thirty thousand dollars of every podcast. That's yeah, that's one hundred twenty grand a week, man. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's not tiny. No, no, but it could right. be way more. I don't know. I just think of him as like the. We kind of is right. There was guys before him, uh, like Adam Carolla. I think had one before, but they turned, they were like radio guys first. But he's the one who kind of like ran with it. But it was he was there was guys before him that were kind of the pioneers of it, and he just jumped on. He made it the shit he yeah. made his thing unique and stuff and but at no first it was just him and production value which is the, the like, yeah uh, but now there is for sure but really yeah he's got a producer he's got a full his studio is like he's no but he just sits down and oh. has a conversation yeah. like this is the, yeah for sure i'm sure he does tons of prep like we when the hometown hockey was in town oh yeah and ron mclean who's like uh, he uh he's talking to various kids that play hockey in town and interviewing people, the amount of research that they were doing on people like, Hey Uh, Ryan, like I heard that you like in grade six, you scored three goals in one game. Like, and this is like Ron McLean interviewing some kid who's 16 and they've just done all kinds of, so I'm sure Joe does tons of background research before he has a conversation. Yeah, he does very much a sit down and have a conversation. It is for sure. Yeah. I I think you've, he has to. I mean, I'm getting there. I'm trying. I don't do a lot of research, but I people I know. But he has people he doesn't know. But um, he his he gets requests to come on a show. But he'll pay people. He's like got. A, he does appearance fees. He pays flies people in to stay there and go on a show. Like it's not just them people just showing up. Yeah. But um, he's a smart guy. He's done tons of research, and he's so he's just always trying to learn. From what I understand, what he says, and mm-hmm. you, when you hear him talk, you're like, yeah, he's learning. Oh yeah, I know. Super smart. I would love to be that. That Which way one is day. what is, I think is cool about his show is that it's. Um, he's 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 fascinating. He's learning. He, he's Interested. spending his time to actually learn something new every time he's in yeah. it. It's not a debate. He's not trying to. I mean, sometimes it is, yeah. but he's not trying to convince you of anything. In fact, he's trying to understand what's going on in your head yeah. and what you think about things. And I think, in the end, he goes away smarter or more for sure engaged than he was. He's an interesting him. guy, man. He does. I think you know he's got his opinions for sure, but I think he's really open to ideas. And even if your idea is not what he believes in, he's willing to hear it. Yeah. I, I think it's getting I, from, from the comments I read. People assume it's getting less and less, but I still think he's pretty open-minded what he's doing. He wants people to have. He wants the world to be better. Mm-hmm. He wants to talk to good people and learn about what they're up to. And mm-hmm. um, he also is, you know, down to tell a good joke and talk shit for a while, mm-hmm. like yeah, not, not be responsible at all. But um, yeah, no, I think he's um, man. I, if I could only be, you know, a hundredth, one hundredth of of his success, I'd be stoked on this for sure. I lo- I've been loving watching. It's been it's been fun. Cool. Well, thanks, man. I appreciate mm-hmm. it. Um, well, I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad you're running our town, man. Thanks. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. it. It's cool. It's really good. Appreciate it. Yeah. Well, hopefully, uh, we'll bring you on again. I'd lo- I'd yeah. love to come back. Cool. Especially, you know, when there stuff happening. Like if you have something you want to, yeah. if you if you go, hey, Proctor, I want to come talk to you. Yeah, yeah. You know, because you're you, when if you share it, your your people will see it, and and I'll share it too. But um, mm-hmm. I'm yeah. 
don't wait for me to call you. I will again, but okay. you can call me a time for sure. For sure. Okay, yeah, cool. Right Thanks, man. No problem. All right. Pleasure. Yeah, that's great. Actually, it's like two hours. So I don't have a lot of hours and forty minutes.